0: Let the great experiment begin! Do it! But all of a sudden, you go to shit. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever seen the live performance of this song from like the Prince's Trust concert? One of those. Oh, I don't know. It's like Paul and like a bunch of luminaries. You I'm know, it's sure one of those things. Yeah. yeah, it's one of those things we used to get really horny for. Yeah. But Tina Turner sings with them. Okay. She's kicking high. <laughs> like <laughs> she kicks those legs. It looks like she's trying to decapitate a giraffe. <laughs> <laughs> it's wild. I just remembered about today and I tried to find it That is something that you and I would have watched When we were in the heyday of that shit And we would have pointed that out and watched Every band member's face As she was kicking to be like what are they thinking What (laughs) are they thinking She's kicking so high it reminds me of I'm 50 (laughs) 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 And she probably was 50 At the time too but yeah, that Tina Turner can she, kick. <laughs> yeah, she can. Oh, Shut she can kick. Legs. Oh, welcome to the Clonecast. Welcome cast. to the Clonecast. We are back, COVID free. Yes. Um, what we do here is, uh You're we Tom. I'm Tom. I, I had COVID. I'm Adam. I have a cold. Yeah, yep. Um, you got boosted. I did get boosted. You got boosted. Yeah, I did. I do have a little slight remaining cough, but don't worry, I tested okay. negative. Okay. Um, but yeah, what we do here is, uh, we are, uh, watching and reviewing in chronological order that, that the goddamn, the goddamn Rebel show. And formerly, we are on to Clone Wars. Formerly the Clone Wars. Go back and listen. The heyday. We had a lot of fun. Uh, but season two, episode 18 is what we're reviewing today, and that'll be Shroud of Darkness. Uh, fucked up looking Yoda makes an appearance Very Yeah, exciting. he does. Uh, Rebels Yoda, he's a critter, we'll talk about him, but first we bullshit for 20 to 40 minutes and we get right on in that episode. Right on in there. And we're gonna try to keep it to be a basic clone cast today. <laughs> yeah, basic, but we get a Cause lot. Cause I didn't have, like, first of all, letters to Santa, um, it's not gonna be on today's episode. I just, I've been, uh, I'm, I'm clear again, but I'm, you know, I'm just kind of regaining my energy. Cause yeah. that was like the one thing, and it was like, I was just tired a lot. Um, so i haven't done a ton of prep so um tweet of the week we will do a bigger one next week with some honor uh some and all, i was also away from twitter for like most of my covid um so we'll do tweet of the week next episode we will do uh the final letters to santa next episode so you can still get those in And we'll do some other stuff too that i wanted to get to i'm just where do they send those letters to santa Clonecastpod@gmail.com. at there it is Um, but yeah. So I just, you know, we just, uh, we're gonna keep this simple. We're gonna ease back into this, and trust me, we'll we'll bullshit enough that you won't even care. You're saying a basic episode, but we got a lot to talk about. This is the first like week we've taken off. It has been a while since we started Rebels. Yeah. Um. Since we made the transition. Special shout out to a special listener. We love that goddamn ethorian. Uh, that would be the Athorian historian. A special shout out to the Athorian historian, um, Ride the fjord. a true fjord rider, and, uh, uh, truly a true fjord rider. Best. You'll know liked one of uh our tweets when I came back. So yes, he's out there, baby. Yeah, he is. We know he's listening. Yeah, it's just exciting whenever you get that fjord. Rider I went in into your the Discord and I saw eel no or er, cool. eel no, like chatting yeah. in there. So yeah, and thanks for all the well wishes with my COVID diagnosis. I appreciate it. Um, I you know I. Had a handful of messages. I tried to get back to people as best I could, um, but yeah. So I was uh, off Twitter for a while. I had COVID. It was a very mild case of it. Yeah, and you're vaccinated, so it was. Yeah, mild. I'm vax boosted, and they gave me the Paxlovid. Yeah. Um, I will say during the Vikings game, though, um, I, had felt like, <laughs> I felt like I felt like a hundred percent that morning. I was like, I'm back, and I got so excited during the Vikings game that my heart, my resting heart rate. <laughs> By the end of the night, my resting heart rate was, like, 20 beats higher, and I reached out to, like, a pulmonary nurse that I had a one-night stand with on Instagram. I reached out to her on Instagram. I was like, hey, do I need to go in the hospital or anything? Because I, I think I started to have a, one of old Tom panic attacks. Yeah, of course. But we're doing good. Okay. We're doing good. Um, Let's get it out of the way. Uh, You know, those fish, they've been biting for a while. We might have a big one Oh, coming. yeah, that's right. I'm going to need you, Adam, to pick the Sega Bass Fishing sound effect of the week. Um, so, uh, number one through 176, what do you want? Well, it is Christmas, Ooh. so I'll go with 25. 25. Ooh, this looks like it's got an interesting waveform. Fish! Fish! <laughs> All right. <laughs> fish! It's a fish! All right, cool. So that's your Sega Bass Fishing sound effect of the week. Um, there's some other stuff that we want to get to. Now, I got, I, uh, I didn't get high for like a week. <laughs> yeah. So like I was finally clear of mind again. I started getting high again yesterday. How'd that go? Oh, this is how it went. Video game talk. It's video game talk. I also started singing, so let's just, let's let me get out of the way. This, is, this didn't turn out like I wanted to. <laughs> I'm very high Was uh, uh, this recorded? Uh, All being high? Video yeah, okay. games are very fun. Let's talk about them. Because they are fun. Video really cutting stuff. Yeah. games are very no, fun. am gonna, I'm going to update Let's this. Let's talk after, but I'm not about them. Because they are fun. They're fun. I bet. Tom just played a video game. That's why we are doing Video Game Talk. Yeah. I
1: think I'm (laughs) all (laughs) right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, Video Game Talk.
0: Okay, so
2: Video Game
0: Talk. I just love it. (laughs) I love the fact that, like, after listening to that... (laughs) the first time the and historian sent in the collectible corner theme uh, which is like 15 seconds long both of us were like i don't know that's kind of long yeah we, we might need to cut that short a little bit yeah i went for about a, <laughs> I went for about a minute and 20 there but 8-bit music fucking rules. yeah that's for Mega Man 3 that's wiley stage 3 uh uh-huh. yep, um but yeah so video game talk so this is a new segment because i'm a gamer again now Uh, During COVID, I became a gamer The flame has been relit. The flame has been relit, and I did play a game, and I completed a game—a game that we have been talking about. Me finishing, I've been telling you to play this game for a very long time. Care to wager what that game was, Adam? (laughs) Oh, I know. Yeah, why don't you tell the listeners? Uh, It's Jedi Fallen Order. Oh, listen to that! It's a great song. That level when you're in the Gladiator arena and you hear that in the background? Did you know this band, it's actually like a Mongolian folk metal band? It sounds like it. But th- this is actually just like Star Wars gibberish. they yeah. are not speaking Mongolian. This is actually just like something that they partnered with Lucasfilm to do. But well, it also sounds kind of like that song in Force Awakens that's playing in Maz's bar that was actually written by Lin-Manuel Miranda. Yeah. Yeah awesome, awesome. It's got that same kind of like yeah. mongolian throat yeah. singing now Grease in fallen order he says i know a great place on taco Donna. yeah and i was like oh, yeah. oh it's mine!" <laughs> i love little shit like that god i knew that you would love that game from the second i got into it i love it <laughs> like one complaint i have is every now and then there's like a weird bug where like you'll be like turned one way and like some you you know, the just, camera doesn't move yeah right. just some just minor shit like that um but what a fucking brilliant game! I literally teared up when Siri knighted. Cal. Oh yeah, it was incredible. The story's phenomenal. Yeah, it's what you, it's like what I've been wanting in a Star Wars game for a very long time. Yeah, and I'm super hyped for Survivor. Yep, it's gonna be great. Um, I am gonna play through it again uh, once I get my new teeth. So did you? So, <laughs> so the question I had is when you did play it. Did you just go like straight through story wise? Yeah, Or am I gonna you go like a route where you had to collect every little bit? Uh, no, I I stuck mostly story wise. Um, I did collect things and you know I made sure to stop whenever BD was like, oh, I see something. Yeah, yeah. But I'm gonna go back. I think this is a game. Now when I like I posted like my power I hate power ranking posts, but I was just so inspired by Fallen Order and I wanted to just be like, yeah, it's that fucking good. I put it in my top ten. I think I put in number eight in my top ten games of all time, and this is just off the top of my head. I've probably forgot ones that I've truly enjoyed. Yeah, um, but it is one of my favorite games. Definitely the my favorite game I have played since Breath of the Wild. Um, That's my in, like one of my issues with playing video games is I am like I once I love a video game I will I don't want it to end. Yeah. So then I will like st- I need to like collect every little bit. Yeah. Before I complete the story. Yeah. So then like by the time I'm done in a certain area collecting shit. Yeah. I've forgotten what's going on with the story. Yeah. Like so. Breath of the Wild. I was just for the longest time. I was just looking for shrines. Yeah, exactly. I didn't even want to go to the beast. As soon as I got yeah. off of the, the plateau yeah. or whatever, it was like, no, oh, I'm yeah. done. I'm, I just want to look for shrines right now. Um, I was itching to get the whole story just so we could one talk about it. And I was just I was just really into the story. I am going to go back and I think I'm going to do like a complete playthrough where I collect everything or I'll just go back and I'll just yeah. re because I can go back to like or I can go back to certain worlds. Um, you can't go back to Nur, uh, the uh, Fortress oh, Inquisitorious. Right. Yep. And I don't know if there's stuff there that I missed. I did kill an Astro back there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I did the same thing. I killed a bunch that of Imperial son of a bitch. I also took like four screenshots of various gonk droids. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's really great to yep. see a gonk. Um, but what a fucking great game. BD8, I swear to God, I think a BD8, that is like my next tier behind an Astromech. I think they're that good. Aren't they fucking phenomenal? Yeah, it's either them or gonk droids for me. You got, like, you have to go back and watch that episode of Book of Boba Fett when yeah. like, he lands. Yeah. No, he was cool. In, yeah. Like there's a BD droid there. Yeah. Like I lost my mind. BD-8. He is the bravest droid since (laughs) R2D2. Motherfucker jumped on Vader, dude. Yeah. God. Oh. And I did. I got so horny that I went to Target as soon as like I was asymptomatic. I put on my fucking N95. I went to Target and I picked up. A BD-8 Lego set. I remember I got that at Costco a while ago, and I told you, just a heads up, there's, like, this BD. It's, like, heavily discounted at Costco. Yeah, Costco does this weird thing where they, like, just take 20 bucks off, like yeah. a newer Lego set. And you were like, Nah, eh, I don't know. I'm not that into it. Well, I it. told you I didn't want to get it until I beat the game. Yeah, yeah. I told myself I couldn't buy it until and so I haven't built it yet. Um, but has there ever been, like, a Droid that's more built for a Lego set than a BD-8? Uh, the only other ones I could think of are Wally and uh i'm talking about star wars is it johnny five yeah johnny five from short circuit no but he's just like bd8 is like perfect for a LEGO Oh, absolutely set. yeah like it just like i love my r2 ucs yep. slash not ucs debatable um but r2 is i love r2 but bd8 is the most legoable droid i would say like bd8 and do just because like size wise i, I should have I should have got size the wise. They're like almost life yeah. size once you build up. But also just like the shape of BD-8. It's oh, just yeah. it correlates with a Lego set. Whereas like R2 or uh, Do or BB-8 like those sets are cool. But the round like round doesn't translate as well. And like it sure. looks they, it does translate. But a BD-8 it's like perfectly square and just like it's built for a Lego set. He's great. He's great. Love BD-8. Love the game. Storyline was fucking awesome. What color kyber crystal did you use throughout the game? Oh, I went purple. Oh. I was doing orange until I went to Ilum. You're a fancy boy, huh? And then when I went to Ilum, well, I was just killing everything. I was I was tapping in the dark side like Mace Windu. Yeah. So I had to get the purple. As soon as I got the dual bladed, and when you could when you could break it in oh. half, oh. it has that one attack where you like cut through. Yeah. I was cutting down so many stormtroopers. Yeah. Oh, just spamming that button. <laughs> I also love pushing stormtroopers off, like, ledges and shit instead of even engaging them. Just like, oh, he's shooting at me. Yeah, I turn around, just do a massive force push, and just send him into an abyss. Yeah. Very fun. No, my favorite is when you get to force pull them and stab, stab. them. right. <laughs> yeah. oh! That's how I got the last astromech. I walked in, the door open, and I was like, ah, oh, I gotta do it. Oh, I felt so bad. Be- the first Imperial astromech I cut down, I cut him right down the middle in half, I felt so bad. Yeah. I was like this guy didn't ask for this. After playing that though, don't you look at K2SO in kind of a different light? Yeah, they're horrible. Because core, those man. Imperial security droids yeah. are a bitch. When they do their uh when they do their unparryable attacks and they grab you and they're like I'm going to kill you now or yeah. something like I'm ending your life or something, they have this creepy line. Um, did you get to the upgrade where you can like hack them though? Oh yeah. You have BD hack yeah. them and then they start shooting them and everything. They, everything yeah. else. I was yeah I was hacking everything hacking the fucking <laughs> the Viper probe droids all that shit. It's a fucking great game. The storyline really puts it over the top. Um, there is I do have the um, there was a comic series that led into it, um, and I have the omnibus of it. Oh nice! So I'm gonna read that. Um, Who does the story follow? Does it follow Cal or? It's uh, Eno Cordova and Siri. Okay. Um, before, but yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay. There is somebody that I may be inducting into the polycule. So this is my next question. I'm going to wait until I read this because I want to see if I get any more nuggets on that particular character. So I think I know who it is, and it's not the person I thought was going to be inducted into the polycule in this game. All right. I'm going to play a sound clip for you. I'm going to tell you if this tracks, okay? I don't know how you do what you do. Is that what you were making? So yeah, absolutely. Marin is a beast. <laughs> <laughs> now, I think, the, and another thing, I want to save it for a bigger episode when I, have, when I actually do some prep, because I think I had mentioned to you, I want to do a contest maybe after Christmas for like January. Maybe we'll do, I'll pick three potential songs for Marin, and people can, instead of voting on a Twitter poll, they can write into clonecastpod at gmail.com once I announce the songs. And their vote will count as an entry into a potential. Yeah. And I was thinking for, I don't know, maybe we'll do like a Lego digital gift card. Sure. That would be cool. We That'd could split cool. it. Maybe a $50 one. Yeah. Yeah. We want to start doing little contests and stuff. And, uh, you know, as a as a thank you to you guys. And, you know, we've been trying to figure out ways to. Uh, you we know. really don't thank the listeners enough. So I think, you know, we've been trying to replace listener appreciation. And I think you know maybe doing a monthly giveaway like i you know we can't completely break the bank because i got my own goddamn lego yeah. sets to buy all right but we could do like you know a 50 dollar digital car we don't got it you know it could go anywhere you know if Lorna wins out in ireland yeah. we just send her the code you yeah, know it's, exactly it's, something like that would be very simple so i think that's something we're gonna do after <laughs> <Yeah>. christmas <laughs> that way we don't run into what we ran into where it was like shit how much is this gonna be to ship to paris yeah <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man, we'd love to send a Grief, a Grief carga, yeah. but yeah, I mean, if we're sending a $20 uh, Grief cargo Black Series and the shipping's $110, <laughs> I would much rather just give you $50 in Lego bucks to go yeah. get yourself or, you know, throw it towards a set or something. Yep. So that's something to look forward to post-Christmas, the post-Christmas depression. January is the worst month of the year. It bar really none. is. Especially here. Fucking miserable. Although tomorrow's shortest day of the year. Oh, we're getting past that. And then it's going to start getting longer. Yeah. And we got Bad Batch just coming up in, what, two weeks? Oh, Fuck, that's right. That's creeping up on us. (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, January sucks. But, hey, Bad Batch, that's cool. Yep. Yeah, and so, I don't know. um, You got next week off. Yep. So... Uh, we might try to figure out something with Mo. I think. Yeah, we got to do the the Andor retrospective. Yeah. Now I got a couple days off next week. Okay, so I think we could probably fit that in. So uh, Mo, expect a DM any day now. Um, I'm glad. also we got to film. We got to record a thing for Star Wars Skinny because Star Wars Skinny is doing like a retrospective. ...of his favorite uh, Star Wars podcast, and he would like us to send something in oh, for his show. we have to do that. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to be recording that, and that will be on Star Wars Skinny's, I think, first episode of the year. The oh, year. cool. Yeah, so lots of stuff coming up in January. We got Bad Batch. We'll have an Andor review up for you. I am doing another bonus episode with Tressa soon. Uh, we're going to be doing um, Attack of the Clones, and we are going to run parallels with the TV show Friends won the vote. Okay. Um, and I can already tell you who Ross is going to be, but I won't. <laughs> I was, I'll let you guess. Are you watching a particular episode of Friends? No, just the characters in general. Okay. I will. I won't. No. Okay. If, you, my my okay, my know, plan. Yeah. My plan was if this ever got big enough where we could support ourselves and only podcast, for we would jobs, do a Seinfeld cast. We well, we would do a Seinfeld cast. But I want to do a Friends cast with you because you hate that show. It's not that I hate it. It's it's kind of like we were talking about Harry Potter before we went on the yeah. air here. And I said, "Look, I'm on my fuck Harry Potter kick right now." And it's not because one, well, fuck fuck J.K. Rowling, but two, yes, of course. But two, it's it's not cuz I think it's bad. I just think it's like, okay, that's enough. It's overblown. It is beyond overblown. Yeah. It's not like a game-changing type franchise for me. It, you know, like it's not like a Lord of the Rings, it's not Tolkien universe to yeah. me. It's it's like it's fine. It's there. It's fine. But uh, the fact that it has gotten to the level that it has, it kind of it's kind of like all they did was just take all she did was just take a bunch of tropes from like other fantasy and combine, which is a lot of fantasy. Mm-hmm. But like it's just it's mid. Yeah. It's just mid. It sucks. It doesn't suck, but it sucks. I think I would rank it a notch above where you have it, but I agree that it isn't it doesn't necessarily deserve the praise that it's gotten yeah it's like on par with the snyder verse yeah <laughs> that <laughs> sure was, that was supposed to be disparaging sure <laughs> i don't i got some people like that if you like that i'm sorry obviously you know you see how dc's getting like blown up <laughs> 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 yeah and James like, Gunn's coming in there and just cleaning it out he's pulling a musk on yeah. everybody in dc heads are rolling um so well, yeah and it is so this is our last episode before christmas so, Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas but to all of our Clone Castanovas, yeah. if you do celebrate. Yes. Happy, I think it's the third night of Hanukkah, as Hanukkah, we record yeah. this. Um, but we will do letters from Santa, because we missed it. Yes. And, you know, we wanted to do it a couple times, so we will do letters uh, to Santa next week. Okay, so do you want to open your gift tonight, or do you want to wait until next time? i don't have your gift right now well you don't need my gift right now. how about i open a gift tonight and then you open your gift next week okay okay pick a or b though there's two yeah god damn it they're I gotta gotta get nothing two they're not big b b did you get any of these at cedar cliff no <coughs> so this one <laughs> i bought this years ago this looks like a Uh. years ago and completely forgot about it until I was digging through my Legos looking for my disassembled Slave One UCS. And I bought, I think, three of them just because I saw them on Amazon and I was like, well, that's fucking weird. Like, I gotta get one of these and I can give the rest out as gifts. Okay. I think that it is... It's one of those Pizza Hut world things from Phantom Menace. That's my guess. That's my guess. Oh, it's some sort of bear. <laughs> it's a, the particle blocks, cartoon dulciers, and it's a bear pissing into a urinal. <laughs> <Yeah>! <laughs> it's a generic Lego of a bear peeing into a urinal. There we go. So Merry Christmas. Thank you. That'd be a fun build. Yeah. Very exciting. Thank you, Adam. Also, I'm wearing, for the first time, I got that like a year or so ago. But Ah, yes. Yeah. Merry Force be with you. The Star, Star, Wars, Star Wars theme Christmas. Very nice. Alrighty. So I got a bear, generic bear, a generic Lego set of a bear pissing into a urinal. Merry Christmas. That's a, that's a powerful bear. <laughs> Someone needs to check him, man. Those what are you bears. doing for Christmas? Are you going to your dad's? Dad's on Christmas Eve. Mom's on Christmas. So last year, your mom really outdid herself with her Christmas gift. Yeah. Any idea of what she's getting this year? No. Okay. Also, I haven't asked about Golf Mike lately. Is that still a thing? Golf Mike's good. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, she went to Golf Mike's... Uh, daughters they had like an early christmas because they're going out of town or something oh cool okay yeah so golf mike's still a thing um golf mike twitter handle has been eerily silent the <laughs> press cano it's almost like he's on a sabbatical of yeah. some sorts we would like to know how how we're just nice young men it's been a while since we've been reminded <laughs> of that. um yeah so that's that um, um while we were on break i did become a well i've been a an uncle through Bree, but i became a blood uncle uh my brother had a baby oh he had his kid yeah oh wow look at him who's that what's his name uh (laughs) his name is grady grady yeah like g-r-a-d-y yep grady grady yeah that seems like a good middle name middle name is james which i think has a nice grady james Yeah. yeah i like that now grady that's not it's not a traditional name, but it also isn't like weird, like I know. Like Elon Musk naming his kid after like, like X7352. Yeah, I don't know, it was like the pie logo or something, the pie symbol. Um that's cool. Well, congratulations. Uncle Adam. Yeah, Uncle Adam. Old Uncle Al. Look at the hair on that kid. Wow, he does got a full set. He's got a he's got a head full. Yeah, he does. My brother like the I baby, just called you Uncle Al for some reason. I don't know what I was that was The baby looks identical. To the way my brother looked when he was yeah. born, it's crazy. Now is this his long-term girlfriend, or is this a? Didn't he break no, up? No, they've been got new seeing girlfriend? each other for like almost two years now. I think something like that. Okay, yeah, they live together. Yep. Okay. Now he was living at your dad's old place, but they're selling that, right? Yeah, they found a. They got a spot, so they're okay. They they're renting a unit in a duplex. Well, That's good. But yeah, congrats Everybody's to healthy. Aaron. Is he still healthy. driving the Hyundai? Still driving the Hyundai. Man, that car, man. I know. That car. You really saved his ass with that. <laughs> oh, I'm glad. I'm glad it's yeah. uh, working out for him. That's good. Um, cool. So, yeah. And uh, Bree and I are the godparents. Oh, really? So, yeah. Catholic, huh? <laughs> yeah. He's baptizing the kid in the Catholic Church? Well, I don't know if they're going to baptize. We're just, like, on the hook in case anything terrible happens. Oh, okay. So, But um, TBD on if they're going to be baptizing or not. That's going to be a very awkward conversation when they're like, do you commit to bringing this child up at the church? Yes. I'm excited to see if that happens, mostly because I want you to go there and have to stand by as they do that weird dunking ceremony. Should I show up in a yarmulke? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You should. (laughs) You should make a real clown show of it. Yeah. Absolutely. That'd be fun. Take none of it seriously. That's going to be a hell of a clone cast. I want to go to that. you got to let me know when that is. I won't bother anybody. I just want to sit in the back and take notes and watch right, you, you know. in the big old Catholic church. Um, you know who wrote in? Vous avez du carrière de Céline.
2: Oh. Oh. Céline wrote in from <laughs> Harry. <Potter. gasps> God, I know
1: Céline <laughs> doesn't like it, but <laughs> damn, this song hits.
0: Both of us really <laughs> do. God! we love that Carla Brunian or fascist <laughs> husband or whatever. Is he a fascist Did we no, confirm? I think He's just a lib Oh he's a I thought he was like a moderate. I think yeah, yeah. okay. Um okay. yeah, Celine it was just a very short one, but I mean, if it's a Celine email, we gotta read it. Yeah. It was literally just feel better, Tom. Hello there. Hope you feel better soon, Tom. Take good care of yourself. Stay warm and cozy. I'm sending good vibes for a speedy recovery. Hugs to you both, Celine. It's the Parisian princess. It's the Parisian princess. We love our Celine. I do have to get that Eiffel Tower. (laughs) (laughs) And I really only want to get the Eiffel Tower, one, because it's fucking huge. But two, because I really do want to make, I want to get a Celine minifig. And have her holding a, a baguette. Yeah. But, but no, it's ciabatta because we traded the Italians' baguettes for ciabatta. is just, like, flattened out, more yeah. herby. So ciabatta is now anyway. French. Baguette is now Italian because we made the official trade. Because we are the official podcast of ciabatta bread. So are we, have we committed to going to London for celebration? I don't think that's going to happen, man. <laughs> Shit's expensive, dude. Yeah. Um, we'll probably have to wait till it's stateside. But there are Clone Castanovas that are going to have an opportunity to meet up, and we'd love God, to that, like that a would picture be so or cool. Like a report, maybe somebody could file a live report. Yeah, from, um, I would love to go. Like, I think um that we could have them do like a remote. Yeah, those were my favorite, like Conan and Letterman segments. Is like when they do a remote and I go love like those. on the yeah. street. Yeah, yeah, you put like Biff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> every year they sent Biff to the Super Bowl. <laughs> And it was <laughs> fucking awesome. That's but actually favorite, like, actually, one of my more recent favorite remotes. Guillermo. Did, did you see when Conan O'Brien sent Billy Eichner to the Super Bowl in New York? No. And it was when Madonna was in the halftime show. Okay. And so the entire time he just kept asking people about Madonna. <laughs> Are you a big Billy on the street guy? <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. I love that it shit, It is dude. so funny. Yeah. Um, so yeah, those was Celine and Perry. Celine and Perry, the Parisian princess, the Parisian princess, the one and only. Uh, I wonder, you know, how's everybody doing? Um, I was thinking, you know, I I was thinking about Jaylee the other day. I wonder if Jaylee's still out there. Yeah. Jaylee, you know, Jaylee uh, was the official artisan of the pod, still is. Uh, But she she left Twitter. So I don't know if she's still out there. We haven't heard from Jaylee in a while. Yeah, it's gonna be weird, especially if Twitter. Like, who fucking knows where Twitter's gonna be in a few <laughs> in a few months? But shit's a fucking trade. I leave and I came back Wheeler later. Like, what is going on here? <laughs> gotta pump it up in this place, man. I thought either you were gonna like come back and we were gonna be banned, or no, we would have a million followers. Garrick has fully committed to staying on Twitter. We're going and so, down like, with the ship. Yeah, Garrick is like, I'm not fucking leaving this garrick is garrick is fucking atlas and and <laughs> <laughs> the world is star wars twitter and garrick is just carrying it on his fucking back man um but yeah there's some banger tweets that we got to do so we'll do tweet of the week uh kind of, nude gunray had one of the greatest fucking <laughs> tweets of all and he, he it was the greatest like most impeccable troll i've seen in a while and uh, it's a full garrick endorsement so we'll discuss that on tweet of the week next week you probably saw it if you're on there uh, it was in regards to uh, the canceled Rebel Squadron movie, or oh yeah, 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 I yeah, think I, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. He basically implied that we were like going to be that the rebels were going to be imperialists. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um. So, so while yeah. we we're while we we're talking about field trips, though, I took a little field trip the other day. Okay. Look at this thing! It's a mini block mover thing.
3: Ah! Oh. You know, Lego sets yeah, come yeah. with the, uh, you that know, the orange
0: guy. That's cool. That's cool. I'm, I'm gonna build this bear tonight. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. It'll be built by next week. So I've been, uh, I've been making it a thing after I have a therapy appointment. It's a little bit oh, no. on the way. I head down Egan Way and pay yeah. a visit to our friend Steve. Now you told me it was Cliff. like day two of me having COVID, and you're like, "You gotta go visit Steve," because <laughs> I, I, because work gave me, you know, they're like, "Oh, you got COVID? Yeah, we'll give you the week off." And um, COVID's not gonna stop Steve. I was like, "I'm not gonna go kill Steve." <laughs> COVID, you going in there? I, that wouldn't kill Steve. I have gone there before, and Steve is outside sucking down a heater like if nobody's business. If you went business. in there and walked out. You would have given a negative COVID test. I don't know how it works, but I bet that's how it works. It's kind of like the chicken quesadilla at Taco Bell. I remember I, I was having like uh, some sort of like weird, like, um. well, I have mental problems. And <laughs> <laughs> I was disassociated. Like, actually, like people joke about disassociating all the time. It's kind of like, I'm going to disassociate. Yeah, yeah, like, but no, I actually like disassociated in my senior year of high school. I was like super depressed. And I got to the point where like I almost thought I was watching myself in a movie. Like I felt out of body all the time. Like nothing sure. felt right and nothing felt real. And uh, Jeff, uh, staunch Republican, fun guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's my one of my best friends in high school. And he's like, You know what you need? You just need a quesadilla or something. And he was I was just sitting in his car, like, just depressed. It just felt like shit. Like something I was fucked up. I ate a case a chicken quesadilla from Taco Bell and his recommendation. He's like, here, you have some of this. You need to eat. I ate the damn thing. And, like, two hours later, I was fine. <laughs> I know. It was, and ever since, I was like, chicken quesadilla. There's some power in that Taco Bell chicken quesadilla. We've bu- we've all been in that situation where we feel just like shit or, like, something's and going some on. Some random thing you some do. doing. random and you, yeah. thing. And I thought, this is making me feel a hundred yeah, times better. This is how, like, people come to think that, like, oh, oh, no, uh, you don't need to get a vaccine for something. You just need to rub honey on your testicles. You know, like... <laughs> <laughs> You just need to drink your piss. Yeah. <laughs> Sadly, sometimes it doesn't matter how much cinnamon I eat. The yeah. diabetes ain't going away. Yeah, you just got to keep hammering it. You got to keep hammering it. We should get you a whole bunch of sugary items. <laughs> like, uh, you know what we should do? We should just force feed you uh, uh, candy canes. It's Christmas season. Let's see how many candy canes Adam can eat sure. before he just before he kills himself. Where do you come down on peppermint? Not a big fan. Yeah, me either. It's a seasonal device. Uh, I think it's fine in moderation during the season. I can do a peppermint mint like once every now and then. I'm not big on mint candy. It's like eating no. toothpaste. Strongest mint candy is actually those little... Um, you get them at Olive Garden when you they give you a couple of those Aspen chocolates. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those, those That mint chocolate... Those hit nice after a Big Olive Garden. Oh platter. hell yeah! Oh. No, those are good. Have I told you a good Olive Garden? Yes, you've mentioned it. It's the best restaurant on earth. Next to you've you've mentioned Outback Steakhouse. Oh, Outback Steakhouse. Well, it's neck and neck. Okay. Today I'm uh, I think I woke up on the right side of the bed, so it's Olive Garden. But if I wake up on the left side of the bed. It's Outback. Have you ever been to a Texas Roadhouse? I would take a lady to an Outback. Have you ever been? I, I told her we got to go to an Outback together. We're going to go We're going to go to Outback and then we're going to see Shen Yun. Okay. Important, <laughs> important. It's Chinese It's Chinese propaganda. No, it's anti-Chinese propaganda. Yeah, but it's like it's like we should be the rulers of China and right. this is our propaganda. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think they have some link to like the Moonies too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to Shen Yun with a guy. Can we go? Oh, let's go. I'll go. Is it bad if we give them money, though? I don't know. They have billions. Yeah. Now, the the big uh, debate... So we're getting off topic already. Yeah. We should probably talk on the phone, like, at least when we don't see each other. We should probably <laughs> talk on the phone or <laughs> I something. I know! <laughs> but, no. Like, they're that Hogwarts Legacy game coming out. Probably, probably fucking sucks. But, like, people are like, oh, don't buy it. It's like... Yeah, don't buy it. But if you really want to play it, and like, I I don't blame people for having nostalgia for this thing. Like, I can understand why some people are super horny for Harry Potter because they grew up on it. and It was like this their first introduction into like a more fantastical world. Yeah, it's their first like big yeah. franchise. But too. check this out. Like, I kind of figured this way. Like, okay, if you wanted, if I wanted to read a Harry Potter book, but I didn't want to give J.K. Rowling my money, I would just get like a used one at like half price books. Yeah, sure. Because it's already. She's not getting any of that. That's just going to half price books at that point, right? Yeah. So, I mean, if you want to play Hogwarts Legacy, just wait until somebody fucking sells it to GameStop, and you, you, you go get it. You know? Yeah, there you go. That way, that asshole gave her money, not you. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, anyway, I went to Cedar Cliff. Okay. I <laughs> said hi to our friend Steve. Harry Potter sucks, by the way. Anyways, okay, go ahead. Uh, I walked in and... Steve was firing on all cylinders when I walked in, which Uh is why I was begging you to go in to try to soak up some of this, too. fucking COVID. I know. Fish! I don't blame you. Yeah. But, yeah, so I walked in. uh, Squirrely Guy was there. I haven't seen Squirrely Guy in in quite some time. Oh, no. So, was Squirrely Guy in a mood? No, not in a mood, but he was chiming in on every conversation. Was Steve ignoring him, but also kind of not? absolutely okay <laughs> that's what steve does right. give us the lowdown on what steve had to say so uh as i walked in steve was talking about how he was once in a band uh and they only knew two songs uh dream on and heroin uh, and he was like which is kind of a double on by lou reed and the velvet underground yeah he was like which is kind of a un- uh, kind of double on because you know it's the drug, but it's also like female hero I mean, it's like oh cool yeah we all knew that steve uh, but someone asked me if, what instrument he played. He, he was the lead vocalist. <laughs> he also mentioned that the only reason that they learned heroin is because one of his band members was addicted to heroin and insisted that they they get okay. heroin. Now, Steve is a front man. Where do you put him? Like, uh, we'll say... <laughs> top of the eccentric scale, we'll say like a Mick Jagger or a uh, Freddie Mercury, right? Yeah. That's like a 10. On just the the charisma and I own this stage. Or the the other end of the spectrum is that like Iggy Pop where he just like takes his shirt off. No, but he's super eccentric too and he commands a lot of attention. So I would put him actually closer to Mick Jagger. My idea of like the one, right? And I'm not saying this is a bad performer. It's just a different vibe. So the polar ops for me is like Lane Staley at Allison Chains Unplugged like, a month before he died, and he is just heroined out. And he literally looks like he's just super cold, and he's just sitting there, like, <laughs> barely moving, just mumbling into the mic. Like, it's a great album if you like Allison Chains. But, like, he was not well. That's not Steve. Okay, where do you think Steve falls? Steve's up there on the energy. Yeah, he thinks Steve he, likes a crowd. You think he's kind of a Jagger type? Oh, hell yeah. He does the cock walk. He, well, yeah. maybe not the cockwalk, but he likes interacting with the crowd. Okay. All righty. He's, he's a people person he is yeah he likes the chat so uh, i think he's more of like an axel rose though because i could see him if somebody's like somebody looks at him wrong when he's on stage i'm th- i can see him oh, stopping the show the fuck off i yeah. can see him stopping the show and getting a bouncer and say, get that fucking asshole out of yeah, here I just pulling an axle. yeah um there were a couple of quotes that i pulled uh so he did say uh talking about gen xers he was oh like, nice he was like, yeah, these young Gen Xers, they missed out on the whole 90s as an adult thing. And, Gen uh, X, Gen Z. No, Gen Xers. He was talking about like the Gen Xers. He was saying the young Gen Xers mix, missed out on the 90s. And he said that the 90s were unique because he was an adult in the 90s. So yeah, he was like living it up. And he was young like, Gen Xers missed out on the 90s. That, that's what he was saying. Like, young for him. Old Gen Xers, I think he's putting himself in that category. So, like, kids born in, like, 1980. That's, I mean, you're getting millennial at that point almost. I, I think th- he's saying late Gen X is what he's referring to. Okay. Because so there was some guy in the store that I think is was born in the 70s, late 70s. Yeah. And so Steve was saying he missed out on, like, the 90s because it was a unique time. Oh, I guess kind of. I mean, he wasn't an adult when Nirvana it was, was a the thing. <laughs> it was a unique time to be an adult. And the way that Steve put it is he said uh, it was kind of hard to explain to people what it was, but it was kind of like this bisexual vampire sex club. That's the way he referred to the 90s. What kind of piles was Steve rolling around in? (laughs) And he went on to explain. He said, you know, everybody was doing weird shit and nobody was, well, uh, we were all doing our own thing and then AIDS came out and straight people got it and that was the end of that party. (laughs) (laughs) Please tell me shit on Reagan after that. (laughs) Oh, he didn't, but I know that he would have. Yeah. Uh, And then he was like, because older Gen X people, you know, never use condoms, never use condoms. We didn't use condoms. And it was at that point that Super Tramp's girlfriend came (laughs) on. and take a look at my girlfriend. Serendipitous there. Yeah. Yeah. And then also referring to Gen Xers. I think he's putting himself in the Gen X category. I mean, I suppose he would be. He would be like the older end of it, though. Yeah. But he's not a baby boomer. No. Yeah. I think he was like kind of on that cusp, but he's definitely more in the Gen X. I think Gen X cuts off for birth date at probably like eighty or eighty one or eighty two. I don't yeah. know. There's varies. like there's no like set in stone factual way, but it's around no, there I think that that's, yeah. it's around there that the millennials start. And then he was talking about Gen Xers and their attitude towards blowjobs. And he was like Gen he was like, oh, they're Gen Xers. We were like blowjob. Who the fuck wants that? He was like, my generation, only one thing counted, and that was one thing only. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me there was a kid going through cards like two feet away. <laughs> there was a kid flipping through Pokemon cards. <laughs> and also, I got to imagine Squirrely Guy super uncomfortable because Squirrely Guy's got to be like... I, 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 Squirrely right. Guy was keeping up. Really? Oh, yeah. Did Squirrely Guy try to flex his sexual Squirly- muscles? Squirrely Guy was keeping up because the next <laughs> sentence out of Steve's mouth was like... <laughs> was like <laughs> He was like, I mean, butt stuff. What? He was like, I, who the fuck wants butt stuff? <laughs> and then the squirrely guy was like, well, porn, man. They want it because of porn. That's why people want butt stuff. Mm. And then uh, <laughs> then Steve was like, I'll tell you this. First time a gal said to me, she said, well, uh, I'm saving myself for God. But if you want to do it in my butt and I'm like, I'm good why the fuck would I want to do that? <laughs> and then there was like a two, like a two minute beat, and then he goes, "My buddy took her up on that offer though." <laughs> and then he kept talking about his buddy, who apparently fucked this girl that he was offered anal, and uh, he was like, "Well, I'll tell you what, there weren't a lot of fat girls in my day, but my buddy he had sex with all of them." <laughs> oh my god! Oh god! And then he, Oh, <laughs> they broke the mold when they made Steve. <laughs> Remember, this is his public place of business. And he speaks louder than anyone else in the place. And it's been a while since we mentioned it. But this place is not a large store. No, it's probably 500 square feet. Yeah. And so, it's like a big bedroom.
2: <laughs> it really is. Yeah. Yeah. And and he does, not, he does not lower his voice. He,
0: does, he is one of the few people I've met that literally does not give a shit yeah. at all. It's crazy the sexual differences between generations, though. <laughs> it really is. Like, because people, like, you always hear about boomers, like, the 60s were wild. It's like, why? It's Woodstock, people were having sex there. Yeah. They were, like, laying in a field having missionary sex. Yeah. Like, fucking, fucking, like, Gen Z is just like, eating butthole 10 minutes into the first date <laughs> you know like it's like the 60s were wild yeah like what are you talking about um uh, then i actually went up and started interacting with steve oh god <laughs> no, because no. i told him because the, the other week i went into Maharajas in saint paul and i ah, met yeah i met steve's best friend and so i told steve I was like, oh hey, I actually I ran into a buddy of yours again. Uh, Which, I was like I ran in. I uh, went. You must think that you're like an investigative journalist. Like <laughs> I know. It's my you goal. Are. It's my goal to be his best friend. Yeah, I'm, I'm giving JIT a run for his money. I'm being replaced by JIT. And so uh, I was like, yeah. So I went into Maharajas the other week, and then Steve, without missing a beat, goes, "Ah, oh, good old JIT. <laughs> He's one of the few boomers I like." <laughs> And then he started laughing, and he goes, oh, God, that guy, he wants so much to not be 80. I was like, oh, yeah. He's almost 80? Apparently. He looks great. Wow. And that's what I was talking to Steve about. I was like, yeah, yeah, I mean, the guy looks spry. Yeah. Steve was like, oh, he is. Oh, he can pull him down. And he brought (laughs) him right back to sex. (laughs) (laughs) I like how Steve was in a generational sex mood. (laughs) Yeah. Steve Steve wanted to talk sex in generations. Yep. Yeah. And then I said I told him the thing that I said on the podcast where I I was talking to Jit, and I heard him mention Shinders, and I was like, "Oh, you must know Steve." And his face lit up, and he was like, "Steve is my best friend." (laughs) And I told Steve that, and Steve like kind of chuckled. He goes, "Ah, Jit does love me." I like how all these collectors just, like, worship around the altar of Steve. What I want like, to do. Like, they just want to touch the hem of the garment. What I want to do, I need to, sp- I need to spend time with Steve, and I need to spend time with Jit to be like, okay, I found you two. You guys tell me, who have I not discovered in the Twin Cities that Did you I ever... need to interact with? Now, David Bowie guy at uh, Hot Comics. Yeah. Did I tell you about did I mention on the podcast the last time I was in Hot Comics uh Richfield? I don't think so. Okay, so I was at Hot Comics Richfield. This is a month ago. I, I think I forgot to mention on the podcast. Hilarious. So I think the Hot Comics, I don't know how they're connected with each other, but they are. I think they have different owners. But I think maybe the guys went in on it together, and one runs one shop, yeah, and one runs the right. other. There is another Hot Comics, too. Yeah, and, like, fucking Jordan or yeah, something like that. Some which is really weird suburb. I got to go out there and check it out. I mean, that's, like, 169 South, like, halfway to yeah. fucking Mankato. Yeah. Um, But, no, I mean, I was in there, and I was just... I was in the area, so I stopped at the Richfield Hot Comics probably about a month or two ago. It was probably, like, 70 out. It's two degrees right now. um, And... Fucking David Bowie guy from the the Northside, Minneapolis one shows up. I'm like, what the fuck's he doing here? I was like, this is wild. You know, I was like, this is worlds colliding, you know? <laughs> and like, see. and he had he had big guy with him. Remember big guy? Yeah, the yeah, one yeah. that very friendly guy that's behind the counter This there. is like running into your elementary school teacher at yeah, a restaurant. Outside, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't want them to see me at this one. So I'm like, kind of like, you know, hey. But. They showed up to, like, take one of the cases there. Like, they had an extra case, like a glass case for figures, and they were going to take it, or they were delivering one. I can't remember one way or the other. But, you know, I just see them, and I'm like, yeah, we'll get it. We'll haul it in here, blah, blah, blah. And they're just talking about it. I'm checking out as they're talking about it. I go outside, and right in front of the Hot Comics in Richfield, they have the transportation for this case. It's a hearse. Oh, yeah, I've, yeah. Seen, I've seen that hearse perched behind <laughs> yeah. the Hot Comics. It's of the, the Hot Apples. Comics hearse, and they're hauling around glass cases in the thing. These guys, That's these fucking, fucking awesome. collectible guys are awesome. I am so jealous of have them. Have you ever talked to, but I was, what, what I was thinking of, have you ever talked to David Boy guy about Steve? No, I need to. That's the. That's what I need to know. I need to know if David Bowie Hot Comics North Minneapolis. From what I've knows heard, Steve. From what I've heard, because I ran, I talked to those people at the comic book store in Duluth or the collectible store. In <laughs> the Duluth. guys that love that apparently. Guys that worship Steve. Apparently, Steve does not like Hot Comics. Really? Yeah. So you, the next time you're in Hot Comics, you'll be in there before me. You should talk to David Bowie guy about Steve. If David Bowie guy isn't there, though. I've also been. I actually have been going to Rockhopper more. Oh, that guy. But that's more like board games. And yeah, but he like any he's got the High Republics on pull for me. He's got the Vader series on pull for me. He's a nice guy. Um, But no, like I it it has to be David Bowie guy because he's like the head guy. Oh, yeah. And then there's but then there's also the bigger guy who's very nice. But he's just like he's just like grunt guy. Right. You know, he's. He's cooler than Squirrely Guy. He's Bowie, David Bowie's version of Squirrely Guy. Yeah, he's David Bowie's yeah. version of Squirrely Guy. And then there's also another guy who's like the friendliest person on earth, hands down. Oh, I know exactly yeah. who you're talking about. He's probably maybe five feet tall. Yep. Like, I tower over him, and he west weigh like, 90 pounds. Yep. He's a very small guy. He's probably in his, like early 50s he's balding but he's got a little bit of a coma left i know exactly who you're talking about and when you check when you get a comic and you check out he's so friendly and then he looks at you. And he's like, enjoy the books <laughs> <laughs> and there's it's a hundred percent sincere he's the nicest fucking guy on earth it's one of those interactions where you like walk out feeling better than you when you walked in yeah like he does a great job yeah. of that that's the thing about all these guys though like they all have these varying personalities but they're all like they make you feel a certain way. Yeah. Like, I just kind of am happy that there's people out there that, like, live this. Yes. Like, I almost live vicariously through them when yep. I'm there. I'm like, God, you're so lucky. Yeah. At least somebody out there is fucking happy, yep. you know? Anyways. And it, Steve did shed a little light <laughs> onto that with Jit, too. He was like, you know, Jit, that guy, he he's like me. He bought that real estate in the 70s for nothing, and now it's... <sighs> Now he could sell it for... And I was like, I know. That's what I was talking to him about. And apparently, like, he's been offered millions for that property. That's awesome. And Jit is just like, I don't need money. I have enough money. He that's just awesome. likes his head shop, and he wants to keep it there. That's cool. And, you know, honestly, like... um you know, there's something about people that enjoy what they do, and they're working yes. in their like 70s and well, 80s. Well, and that's also like, it, oh, it, it pains me because it's like that's the thing that makes like cities great is like, yeah. establishments like that that stand the test of time. Yeah, we owe, with owners yeah. who are like, no, I don't need yeah. seven million dollars. I can just sit here. I have that's not going to change my life at all. I I'm love, not going to do anything. I love shops like this because it gives personality. Yeah, to the it does. Like, that's why I miss Shinders so much. I know. Shinders was such a cool downtown store. Yeah. That's so cool. Yep. Like, that they had this cool shop down there. And it's just... Yeah, like, we all love our Applebee's. But, like, we don't need any more of them. Yeah. We need shops like this. We need these fucking lawn-standing shops. Whether it's collectibles or it's just, like, a newspaper stand. Whatever the fuck it is. Right. Like, I love those places. And there's just, like, less and less of them all the time. And West 7th, man. I mean, you go down there... Fifteen years, ten years ago, ten years ago on West Seventh, completely different. Oh, absolutely. You go down there now; it's all those fucking cheaply made like apartments. Yep. You know, it's called like Oxland or some shit like that, or like Brick hide or fucking some. They all got these dumb fucking names. They're all way too expensive. You know, it's just it. it the vibe is just off. Man. I know. Anyways, so then yeah, so last part, last bit with Steve is I uh, was talking to him and he mentioned. That uh, he went up for a heater and then he walked back in and I was... Did you say the... the quilt shop's gone? I don't know if it was the... No, it's the other side. Okay. That side's empty. But he went, went out for a heater. I went to the back of C- of Cedar Cliff looking at figures and stuff. And he came back in and it was like we were mid-conversation. That he, rules. Just, he walked in the store, and my back was to him, and he just started talking as if we had never stopped. Yeah. And then just, yeah, we ended up talking about shit some more, and then he mentioned to somebody else, uh, apparently when he was a kid, he had hernia surgery. And he was like, yeah, and, you know, before uh, 1975, they uh, they realized they'd been doing this thing wrong, and it was fucking up a lot of kids. That's what happened to me. And I remember, because I just watched the Dahmer show on netflix oh did he have a bad surgery yeah and i i like looked up i was like yeah you know Dahmer's dad said l- that dalmer when he was like three went in for hernia surgery and he came out of it and he was never the same and steve looked at me he was like Dahmer had exactly the same procedure i did <laughs> and then he goes i'll tell you what and for a while i was on a very similar path <laughs> what <laughs> yeah i was like really he was okay. like yeah he was like but and i was like thankfully branched he was like yeah he went one way i went the other but uh tell you what it's 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 weird the the weird thing about not feeling empathy is if you fake it for long enough all of a sudden it becomes real <laughs> i was like oh okay hey that's actually uh, some good life advice for people out there that may be struggling with yes, that sort of thing exactly Fake it till you make it and he was saying like he was he was had a friend who's going through some mental health stuff and he was like that's what i keep telling him it's like i've been bullshitting people all the time but it's not bullshit I think it's bullshit, and it may be bullshit, but it's genuine, and so it's kind of real. Nice. And so, yeah. I love Steve. He's the best. We really, I think, you know, if we don't become collectible guys, we do have to make some sort of, like, low-budget documentary about these local collectors. I know, I know. Now they're all intertwined. Their story must be told. And the I feel part, like I feel forgot, like Steve would be the central figure and then it would just branch off. The other part that I forgot <laughs> to mention, too, is Jit. So Jit Maharajas is next door to a very fancy. It's been there also forever. Italian restaurant, Casetas. They really changed that fucking thing around, too. Yeah, they really did. And yeah. uh, and it's it's a St. Paul institution. But I was talking to Jit about it. And we were talking about like people on the block. We were talking about Shinders and stuff. And he was like, it's somehow shit was like, and then Cassettas. I'll tell you what, the guy that owns Casetas, he's a fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> What's the, who's the guy that owns cassettes? I don't know. I think it's the same family, but Cassettas. Yeah, the Cassettas. Well, that's a good productive uh, visit. It to was see. a hell of a field trip. If you ha- OK, if they were going to make an autobiographical film of Steve's life. What do you think it would be called? Oh, Jesus. Now, this name's already been used in a film, but I feel like it would be warranted to reuse it. I'd Which call would it be? The Natural. The, yeah, yeah. I he's I the Natural. That. He's just, he's a one of a kind, man. He's the Natural. It would either be something like that or something like Rat Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, only do it if you call it Rat Fuck. <laughs> and he laughs. laughs. Yeah, he would. <laughs> he would laugh. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Um, should we do the Time Warp? Yes. All right, let's do it.
3: Doo-doo-da-da. da bread.
0: Okay. Shroud of Darkness. Man, I can't believe we're gonna be talking about a Star Wars episode. It's been a while. Uh, yes. season two, episode eighteen. It aired on March 2nd, 2016. No Clone Cast recommends because we do have a new number one song and we also have a new number one movie uh which one do you want to talk about first let's talk about the movie first okay animated movie i watched it once but i was really drunk i watched it <laughs> eating pizza in bed um i was really drunk it was what is it, two, yeah, it was it yeah it's 2016 I, I ordered it on voodoo on demand um it's an animated film but it's a highly acclaimed one is it a pixar no i think it's, it's disney Disney. It's Disney, but it's not. It's not Pixar. Disney. It's Disney. Princess and the Frog. No, it's not one of their musicals. Oh, it's not in that Disney new musical every year. Big Hero Six. No, I think we already had that. Oh yeah, in Clone yeah, Wars. Yeah, I think. Maybe. Um, I'll just say it. it's Zootopia. Oh yeah, that's Disney, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that... <laughs> Do you ever? Did you hear the story about? I think it was around the same time. The St. Paul Police Department, because they had shot too many unarmed people, had to go through sensitivity training. And for sensitivity training, they just showed them Zootopia. <laughs> Did you hear that story? That is a hundred percent real. That is a because hun- one of the main officers in that is like a a, a rabbit. Cop it's about or something. Like, it's about like herbivores versus carnival carnivore. So it's like some kind of allegory. Yeah. Full-grown adult police officers were forced to watch Zootopia to try to help them to stop shooting yeah. unarmed people. I'm sure it's a fine film. I don't think it's intended for that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sure it's a good film, but literally all I remember about it is the pizza I was eating. Yeah. Because I was so drunk. It was when I was with uh, ex-best friend. Oh, yeah. We had gone to... It was the day of the Kentucky Derby. Okay. And over in Northeast, Betty Dangerous has like a thing, and like she had me get all dressed up and stuff. Oh, that's fun. It was actually very fun. I had a good time. Um, It's probably the last time I've ever had a good time. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But no, I just got hammered there, and then we took an Uber back, and I ordered Jets pizza. Have you ever had Jets pizza? No. uh -uh. You gotta have it. Do they cut it triangles or squares? Squares. Oh, okay. They call it Detroit style. Why why does every city have to have a style of pizza? There's two styles. There's New York, and there's Chicago. Right. That's it. That's it for the pizza. Anything else is just pizza. Apparently, Kansas or St. Louis has like a cracker crust, and Detroit is a deep dish, but in a square yeah, pan. Yeah, and like Red Savoy here, which is like a big chain around here. They're trying to. We're the Minnesota. Style. I don't understand that at all. I I don't even think I've ever even had Red Savoy. I had it like I heard about Red Savoy as a child. Yeah. Like a, I heard about Red Savoy, like I heard about Bigfoot. Yeah. It was a legend. Yeah. And then I finally went and had it, and I was like, this is it? Yeah. Whenever you're a kid, like, where you get pizza is a very important thing. Because if you're going to get pizza for the night, that's an event. Yeah. And you have to get the pizza that you like. Yep. If you get, like, Red Savoy, and you don't like it, and you're like, this is okay, you have to get the brand you like. I was initially a Domino's kid. I loved Domino's as a kid. Sausage, original crust, fire. Then I got into Papa John's. Papa John's I fuck I people hate it. The guy who founded the company? Problematic. He's been relieved of duties? <laughs> yeah. I love Papa John's. I I I loved it as a kid, but as I grew into an adult, every time I ate it, it's like the sauce is like dessert. They put so much sugar in the sauce. I hated it. I love their crust. I can't do it. But oh, they the, got that garlic the, dipping. There sauce. you go. Yeah, what you got to do is you got the cheese sticks with the garlic. Oh, oh, I could, I had a medium pizza yeah, yeah, myself yeah. a few weeks ago. Ooh, but if you get pizza that is subpar, very disappointing evening. So it's very important where you get that. And I, Red Savoy was not on my list of pizzas that I needed to have. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I got you. But I will say, Jets. It's actually growing as a chain, and I. It's the best pizza I've ever had. Okay. The dip the deep dish they have there oh, with the garlic crust. Oh my god. I'll dude. give it a shot. Oh, we'll get it. We'll get it one of these nights. Oh, let's do let's it. Let's get it. Yeah. We'll watch a we'll watch a Star Wars. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I got the night planned out. Okay. For we'll an get, episode coming up. We'll get the Jets. Yeah. <laughs> Very exciting. Um, okay. New number one song in America. Um, this is not her first appearance on the Time Warp. She has had number one songs before. This might be the third or fourth. She's, this was like her heyday. She's been kind of quiet in the last years. Still a massive star, like couldn't walk down a street. Is it Taylor Swift? No. Is it Rihanna? It is Rihanna. Okay. Now, out of every song that we've ever had on the Clonecast, there's lots of intro songs that we've used. There's lots of Time Warp songs. There's lots of random songs and dumb parody songs that we've made or listeners have sent in. This has to be the worst song in the history of the Clonecast that we're ever gonna play, I listened to this and I just laughed at how bad it is. Yeah, yeah we're not even gonna guess. I'm just gonna play. I'll it. Never guess. All right.
2: Please recognize, I'm
0: trying, baby. I say, why, 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 why. Oh <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you like the song, that's cool. It's just I, what she's saying. Work. By it's the way. work. Yeah, it's yeah. the song's called Work, and I don't know, like. I, I like all kinds of music, but I find that song to be particularly offensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that song sucks. D- yeah. This was the beginning of me being like, I don't understand I don't new get music it anymore. I don't get it. But then she had that Disturbia song, and I'm like, ho, ho! <laughs> <laughs> oh, someone put the popcorn on the fryer. <laughs> Let's go. You like when you put the popcorn on the fryer? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, no, yeah, 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 yeah. You know what comes up? Um. Okay, but that's your time warp. That's your time warp. Uh, yeah, should we get into the episode? Yes! Alright, let's do it. I range arranged holidays. Ha ha! The, day, till the fading light. Be with
3: my western, western girl. On the trial, oh, so bright. I'd be the Indian friend. Let them live to, to the be the free. free. Yes!
0: I uh the reason I picked this because I was gonna reveal This is Wild West Hero. Uh by Adam's favorite band. The Electric Light Orchestra. God, God they're so good. Jeff Lynn's Electric Light Orchestra. He he could be considered the fifth Adam, right? In a sense. I mean, typically it's Billy Preston, but Billy I Preston, think George Martin. George Martin. But he's definitely very Beatle adjacent. Beatle adjacent. I don't know if he ever was. In no, he was with great. Them, yeah, he was. He was the anthology. Not with John. He was. a Yeah, okay. Producing wise. Yes. Yeah, but no. I mean, yeah. He produced the anthology and free as well, a bird. he had a much closer relationship with George Harrison. He produced a lot of George Harrison solo. Work. He produced the best Paul McCartney post-Beatles album. Which one? Flaming Pie. <laughs> You're putting Flaming Pie above Band on the Run? Well, outside of Wings. Oh, okay. I mean, Band oh, on the Run. Oh, I, okay. I get, Just I, Paul Solo? I get what you're saying. Flaming you're Pie saying. is a good album. Yeah, it is. And one of the songs was written in Minneapolis. Yes, it was. Yeah. Although, Flaming Pie kind of like takes a couple of actors down because every interview, Paul McCartney talks about how great Steve Miller is and how good friends He's Steve... very weird. <laughs> Like, it's like all of a sudden Paul was great friends with Steve Miller for a year <laughs> yeah. and decided to put him on two songs. <laughs> yeah. Young boy's is a good song. Young boy's is a phenomenal song. Song we were singing, that fucking starts off with a ripper, though. It, it, it starts with a bang and ends with a bang. No, if you want to. so solo- Beautiful Night is, might be. It's in my top three favorite Paul in solo In terms songs. of solo Beatles albums. So George Harrison's last solo album is called Brainwashed. He only recorded half of it, and he died. Mm-hmm. The rest of it was recorded by Jeff- Danny Jephlin Jeff- and, yeah. and and Danny Harrison, his son. And yeah. they filled in everything, and Jephlin like created it, like finished basically finished the album with Danny Harrison. It's fucking amazing. Devil in the Deep Blue Sea. Is Devil the right in song. the Deep Blue Sea. Unreal. I think Any Road might be my favorite George Harrison song. It's so good. If you don't know where you're going, any road will take you there. Yeah. I love that line. It's so great. Yeah. I, I would say that is probably my favorite George album. Uh, Cloud Nine's good, too. The other too. part I love about just George. Just because I love Got My Mind Set On You. One of it. the reasons why I love George so much is every live time he's playing one of his songs, he always forgets lyrics. Yeah. Because he doesn't give a shit, and he's just like, yeah, uh, uh, he like struggles through a verse i forget lyrics of songs that i know i know i forgot wild west here for half a second there yeah (laughs) it's a good one though but the reason i picked that song is because i went to target before this and i was going to reveal my next game now that i'm a gamer again red dead revolver 2 redemption whatever (laughs) (laughs) and i know you i remember you were depressed you were in chicago and you were sad myself by yourself you send me, like, a minute-long video recording. <laughs> it's just your TV screen, and it's the character of Red Dead Redemption 2, the main character. Arthur. And yeah, okay. And you're by a fire, right? Yep. And you're just playing Wild West Hero. And that song is blaring in the background. <laughs> yeah. But then, the cam- I purposefully had it like pan towards the fire and then the camera turns around and there's a huge fucking landscape. <laughs> yes. Right when the song picks up. You were very proud of that video. It was great. Now, I, I forgot to mention this in our video game talk. Video game talk. Um okay so when you go back uh, to Bagano and you you go get the hall you go to get the Holocron yeah. after you get everything that you need. When you walk into that wall and it shows you, like, the dark side. And, it, you know, it, the Zephyr are talking yeah, yeah, to yeah. you. It's a very cool scene. That, like, all the Zephyr, By the way, they all look like they're straight out of Independence Day. Um, but their eyes are following you as you go through that. Oh, I literally walked the entire way. <laughs> like, I had... <laughs> I was so into it. I wanted to make it feel even more yeah. real to me. I've so, had those moments of video I mean, that's games. what you were doing in Wild yep. West Hero. You wanted to play that yep. song and you wanted to look over the landscape by your fire. Yep. But yeah, so I walked the entire way like I was Cal Kestis, just like walking in like an amazement of all the things going on around me. That's when you know you've got a game on your hands. Yes. So hell wait, of a game. I forget. Did you say that you did buy that game or you're going to buy that game? I couldn't find it at Target. And I, I don't know. Like I'm still I have a Series S, Xbox Series S, which is the digital next gen. Uh, but I want to get it on my PS4 because I am a still I am a physical media guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um shout out to Garrick, big physical media so, guy. Yes, <laughs> yes. Ladies love physical yeah, media. Of course.
3: <laughs> they love Look at my
0: D V D collection.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey man, I I got the VHS of the original trilogy because it's different. Yes, and nobody can change it. Yeah, unless those bastards break into my house and record over it with some PBS or something. <laughs> Minnesota Almanac shit sucks. <laughs> um, anyways, so but yeah. once you start once you start playing that game, you gotta let me know. It's fucking incredible. And once you were talking about, I'm I'm so and happy, Garrick. I'm so happy that you did love. Fall in order as much as you did, but I did say like your your power rankings for me. P- Breath of the Wild and Red Red Dead Re- Redemption Two are like neck and neck for first place. Now Red Dead Redemption Two, I never played the first. One. Neither did I. Okay, so it's fine. Yes, it's a prequel, right? No, it is a direct sequel. I was told it was a prequel. No. Uh... No, I'm 100%. It is, it is a direct sequel. They reference stuff that happened in the first game.
3: Uh,
0: I trust Garrick more on this one. I'm, he said it's a prequel. I'm 100%. Oh, it's a fight. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, let's listen to it quick, and then we'll get into the episode. Well, Let's, let's play it again. I really love it. At the
3: range the day, Till the first fading light Be with my western girl by the fire,
0: oh, so bright. I'll be the end. Let them live to the free One of the best songs of all time. I would do. Played that when we were at that. Concert. That I was gonna mention. That is the like deep cut that they played at the concert. Yeah. That the entire crowd was silent for, and you and I lost our fucking minds. I'll never forget. As we were losing our minds, there was an older guy a row in front of us that made eye contact with me, and he looked so happy. <laughs> <laughs> he was so happy to see us. Just the last like going time, in. On so it. when I, I the last time I went and saw my favorite cover band, El No perform at the uptown vfw which you did not attend but our friend matt who made an appearance on the podcast guy did attend they played that song and me and matt screamed (laughs) (laughs) they played that yeah of course oh did they do sweet talking woman oh of course did they do the breakdown they do all did they do that breakdown that i love yes of course they do all the big hits but that was the the deep cut that they do all right well Oh this know, is a this is a Star Wars podcast after yeah. also. Shroud of Darkness. I don't think this is a deep cut. I think this is out in center. <laughs> and this is the kind of shit I love. Why do you think I was walking through that Zepho tunnel? There was a moment during this I episode Cuz I love Force shit. So when we f- when I first watched this and took notes, it was before you had COVID. Mm-hmm. I was still expecting to record the next day. I mean we found out the day of that I had COVID. Right. Oh, yeah. So There were multiple times during my note taking of this episode where I had written, you really have to play Jedi Fallen Order yeah, because it's very reminiscent of stuff that happens in this episode. Yeah. I love it when you just kind of meditate in and you just it takes you to another plane of existence within the force. Good shit. This is this is my bag. Like, this (laughs) is what I love about Star Wars, like. I know you were a big like rogue squadron guy. Like you love the f- you love the dogfights and yeah. stuff. Yeah, and I'm fine with those too. But the stuff that really gets my crank hard is the mystique of the Force. It's, it's mythology. S- it's lore. I love this. It's stuff. got something for everybody. It does. So let's talk about it, shall we? So we're on a grimy planet to start off. Do we know what this grimy planet is? I'm sure we do. I don't have it on. It's me. a grimy, sooty-looking place. Not very pretty. But we got Ezra and Kanan. The opening scene, right into cooking with gas, right away. Ezra and Kanan versus the two Inquisitors, fifth brother and is it seventh sister? Yeah, yeah. Um, fighting, and they're fighting on like this big. It, it's like a big uh, plateau, a big plateau, and then at the end there's like this this cliff. It's a it's this ledge that you just fall off into the abyss. It's a mesa, if you. Will. Yeah, yeah, but it's a grimy, dark planet, and as they're fighting, Ezra and Kanan are becoming super comfortable with each other. And like, you can tell that their power levels are increasing. And so they're more of like, they're literally like fighting two inquisitors and they're joking with each other. Like, so I guess this isn't a good place for a base, right? You know, like, so what they were doing is they're out scouting for a base. They have come a long way. They really have. Um, And there was a moment too, where I was like, did I skip ahead? Like, is this the middle of an episode? Yeah. Yeah. It's a very, it's a really hard start. Yeah. It seems very much like oh I must have let this run and now I'm picking it up right in the middle. It seems like this is like twenty minutes into an episode. But yeah, it's like I like how beginning. it starts though. It shows like kind of like the maturity of where the show's going. That's one of the reasons why I love this episode so yeah. much. Yeah, like that was cool direction. Um, so they're fighting, but they're also waiting on Chopper. He's in the Phantom. He's supposed to come get them, but Chopper's being slow. <laughs> <laughs> of course, yeah. Who knows what Chopper's doing? Um, but we see some good teamwork out of them in the fights. So they're like they're like move left move right and like they're calling out shit and stuff like they're a good tag team um but as shit's going down uh kanan has kind of a i wish i remembered that word i looked it up the one time where it's like the stalemate where you you cross swords oh, yeah, and you yeah, kind of yeah. just yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it crackles yeah crackles but there's an actual like sword fighting term for that and i think we looked it up once but i don't remember what it is it's probably something french yeah something like that um and uh so Kanan has that little showdown moment where we have to the crackle. They're staring each other down. He's with the seven sisters staring her down. And she busts out Little Rascal. <laughs> <laughs> so if you, if you don't know what Little Rascal is, it's the Little Rascal probe droids. It's like the mini Viper droids. Um, and she sends Little Rascal on attack. And we see Ezra dive out of the way when he was fighting Fifth Brother. By the way, he he's not struggling with Fifth Brother. Not at all. Like, he's literally, like, he dived in and he did, like, a haymaker on This him. is further proof that Fifth Brother fucking sucks. Yeah. He has got to be the worst Inquisitor. And it's amazing to me, too, because he is one of the most menacing-looking critters in all of Star Wars. His, but I'm not even, like, intimidated by him. His face looks sucked. like a great white shark. Yeah. He it's like they took fucking Riff Tams in <laughs> yeah. and they gave him a Raiden <laughs> hat. <laughs> yeah, Yabala! Um But yeah, so Ezra dives out of the way and he pulls out the fucking staple gun and shoots one of the rascals. And I actually felt bad for the rascal because I felt like the rascal deserved better than staple gun death. They're very they are very useful. The little rascal droids. These rascals are hardcore, man. But right after he shoots a little rascal, he gets force pushed and he gets force-pushed over the edge of this cliff. Now, Kanan dives and holds on to him and is holding him, but the problem here is the two Inquisitors, like, they're dead to rights now. There is a moment, though, before they get pushed off the cliff where Kanan is, they're in that crackle moment where they're sword-to-sword, Kanan and Seventh Sister. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a moment where she says something, and Kanan's like, no, I don't do crazy anymore. Yeah, Kanan's implying that he used to, like, hook up with like i have no idea what that meant yeah it was very weird like seven sisters like uh i'm i don't i can't remember i should have saved it i don't understand what happened and it's like but what does he mean i don't do crazy anymore it was weird enough for me to take note of yeah i had to bring it up i need to know who the fuck he slept with before he. Met i Harry. know <laughs> I just, like who who is he talking about i don't know man it's a wild line that makes really no sense unless it was just like, hey, let's have some fun with the married couple doing voice work together. Yeah, okay. Very strange. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so uh, Ezra gets force pushed off the cliff, but Kanan grabs him, but Kanan's holding him and he's laying on the ground holding him. The Inquisitors start approaching and, and Kanan's like, Ezra, hurry up. You got to get up here. I need you up here. And Ezra's like, hold on. And you see Ezra doing, you know, you hear the force whistle and Ezra's reaching out with the force. Um, they do a little nifty circus act where he, like, throws Ezra up, and, you know, it. there's a lot of good teamwork going it's on here. It's that, weird that, like, it's taken this long for them to use, like, partner force moves. Yeah. Like, and they're, they're using them effectively, yeah. but, like, n- nowhere in the pre- prequels did we yeah. see any of this stuff. They still don't hold a candle to Anakin and Obi-Wan doing the Hadouken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, <laughs> still the best. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> they should have just, they should have animated a Hadouken. Movie. <laughs> It would have been cool if, like, you could see the Force in the form of a ball. Yeah. That'd be dope. Um, But, yeah, so they're pulling a nifty circus act, and Ezra has been reaching out with the Force, and he throws Ezra up. They fight a little bit more, and Ezra's like, let's go. I got us a ride. And they just beeline it for the edge of this cliff, jump off the cliff. Kanan's like, I hope you know what you're doing. And they land on one of the horny manta rays. Which is called a Tibidi, which is to be determined, I believe, TBDs. Right? TBDs, because yeah. they didn't have a name for the animals, so they just call it a TBD. Um, but you'll remember these from an earlier episode, one of the first episodes we talked about, uh, where it was the horny manta ray mating season, and it tried having sex with <laughs> yes, the phantom yeah. when poor Hera was parked there. Um, I think that's the episode where they went to try to rescue Luminara. I think you're right, yeah. Yeah, and she was parked outside of this, like, imperial prison. Um, But... They land on the horny manta ray. Uh, so as... <laughs> it does seem like we've seen it in plenty of other episodes before this, but like Ezra is basically the hunter class of the rebel series. He's what... the beast master. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's the in in wow. It's hunter where you can like... hunter and you tame, you're early on in you're your tame hunter journey. Beasts. You tame beasts and you have a pet. Yeah. And you send the pet into attack. Love a good hunter. Okay. I have a max level hunter. What was the hunter's name? My hunter's name, yeah Guantanamo j <laughs> <laughs> yeah
3: <laughs> nah, that's good stuff,
0: yeah, I had a lot of funny names <laughs> uh my best my favorite one though was uh, a death knight uh named Bob Vance, <laughs> yes, sir, and Bob I would run Vance. around i was, i like I would just say to random people Bob Vance his answer for the duration <laughs> um. But, yeah, so they land on the horny man array. Ezra communes with animals. Yeah, Ezra is, he's the beast master. Uh, horny man does make a noise where Ezra's like, thanks. And he's like, rawr, rawr. <laughs> I actually think I saved it. Hold on one second. I, I do actually. I was hoping it. you would have saved it. Yeah. Um. There's too much music in the background for it to really hit as hard as I wanted it to. But uh, I got it here. Let's be one second. We got time. Whatever. Who cares? Here we go. I got it. <laughs> Ezra, thank you. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) It's a fucking (laughs) that's basically what it is. It's the fucking it's Will's Yaks. (laughs) Um So yeah, they escape. Phantom finally shows up, Chopper does, they jump in there and They escape. Our first clip of the episode is going to be Kanan and Ezra in the Phantom after all this meleeing with the Inquisitors.
1: That was a close one. Yeah, another close one. What's wrong? Everywhere we go, we run into those guys, and I don't like it. If this keeps up, we'll never be able to help the Rebels establish a base, at least not as long as we're with them. So, what are we going to do about it? I don't know, but it's endangering the whole squadron. We're going to need advice on this.
0: Now who could that be? <laughs> <laughs> there it is! <laughs> yeah. They should just use that sound effect. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. They're going to need advice on this. So, they keep getting tracked everywhere In my go. notes, I wrote down, Ahsoka? Question mark, question mark, yes. question mark. So, Kanan and Ezra return to the ghost, and harris like well why the hell did you meet us why did you have us go all the way out here to reconvene and he's like it's safer this way basically what he's saying is like the inquisitors are like super attuned to where they are at all times and they're being found out constantly so canaan's concerned how can we we're, we're just impeding the rebellion here because we can never even set up a base and hang out with them because they're just going to find us so um so Hera does mention, like, she's in there waiting for you. And it's like, oh, she. So it is. it ends up being Ahsoka. And we get a really and cool... She looks great. She is a minx now, which is very, <laughs> like I said, it's tough for me. It's uncomfortable. Yeah, it's, it's just... He's be popping and scatting and I'm losing it! At... Yeah.
1: Surely you jest. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, But yeah, so our next clip is going to be Ezra and Ahsoka. And he, Ezra walks into where Ahsoka is. And Ahsoka is watching something, on a holo, and our old friend Matt Lanter shows up to voice one of his famous characters. Let's take a listen. Keeping your saber moving is key to deflecting the fire of multiple adversaries. Fluid motion, one into the next, into the next, and so on. I've made some
2: adjustments
0: to the classic form four techniques that I think you'll find work well against droids and other ranged attackers. Here, I'll show you.
1: One. He's two, amazing. I've watched these recordings to help me with my own Saber training.
2: You should have seen Six. him in person. Again. Anakin One, Skywalker. Two, he was three. my master.
1: Pivot. Four, Kanan said he was the five, greatest warrior the Jedi had in the Clone Wars.
2: <laughs> he was powerful. Rarely lost a battle. But what surprised surprised people was how kind he was. He cared deeply about his friends. And looked out for them until the end.
0: Practice He's these exercises well. on for him. You'll see improvement. I promise.
1: Do you know what happened to him?
2: The last time I saw him, he was rushing off to save the Chancellor. Then everything changed. The war ended, and the Jedi were accused of treason. One by one, they were hunted down.
1: By the Inquisitors.
2: Or worse.
1: Speaking of Inquisitors, Ahsoka, what do you think about us doing the hunting for a change?
2: When you defeated one, two more came. Who's to say we wouldn't multiply our problems yet again?
1: And there's Vader. I don't disagree, but the fact remains we can't protect our friends from Vader and his Inquisitors. I can barely protect you. I don't need protecting.
2: It's times like these that Anakin and I would turn to someone like Obi-Wan or Master Yoda. They always had the answer. Well, almost always.
1: Then maybe we should ask Master Yoda.
0: I love Star Wars. I just love <laughs> It's great. It's great. So,
2: where are they going now? Sometimes it's better not to know.
0: Okay, so they are going off somewhere to... What a cool scene. You know, they could just go to Tatooine. It's so fucking cool. Yes. That she's watching. She has a hollow of Anakin giving instruction that there's that link between the two. Yeah. Anakin looks so fucking weird yeah. in the Rebels version. I will say he looks a lot more uh, closer to what I would expect than the next character we're going to talk about here yes. soon. She's, good lord! Yeah, but uh, also Ashley Eckstein too. Like, the what she did with this voice, like making it like more mature and yeah, like, the the sound of Ahsoka's voice, the way it has changed, is fucking amazing. You, yeah, I mean it's it's her, but it, it is a more mature. It it's very it's nuanced. Like it's it's, it's not a ton to it that she changed, but there's just. It's like an, it's an it's undefinable thing enough. for me. It's just enough to be like, it's a little different. And how fucking amazing. So this is before season seven of Clone Wars. And so. Yeah. and I, But I love how they took that line. Yeah. And they made it like a, like just a pivotal scene. How she, this is the last time she saw him. So the last, so. And, like, I saw that before I saw this. Right. And so, like, that's an emotional scene. You're like, holy shit, that's the last time she sees him. But thinking of it from a viewer that has watched The Clone Wars, that season seven does not exist. This is the next thing they see. Yeah. Ah the last thing they remember Ahsoka interacting with Anakin is when she's walking away from him. And she is saying, no, the last time I saw Anakin yeah. was... No, was if running you are like, off a Clone Wars Chancellor, fan watching Rebels and they haven't given you that last season yet, that, like, that that nugget must have drove you nuts. That had to be mind-blowing. Yeah, like, oh, they met up again. Yeah. Like, and as we all know, like, they, they released the Lost episode, season six, after it had been canceled. I don't know why it fucking was ever... I think it was because Disney bought Star... Yep. So they kind of just, like, right, yep. we're changing directions, we're going to restart from scratch kind of thing. Yep. But I think that's yeah. what DC is doing right now. Yeah, <laughs> it's all very funny to me. <laughs> I don't know why. Like i I I love Batman, man. Like I I put the Arkham, yeah. like I put the Arkham games up there. Like Batman has always been one of my favorite characters. I mean, that's there's no secret there. But like, I just couldn't get into this DC universe. No, man. I tried it so was hard. Ridiculous. It's a like one. I mean, I I think Zack Snyder's a cool guy. He seems like a nice guy and he's been through some shit. And yeah. Like, God bless him. But he's just not my kind of director, man. Like, 300, I thought, was the coolest thing ever when it came out. Because it was different. It, it I was a, unique. We were both at that perfect age where I separately thought that Sin City and 300 were, were masterpieces. my favorite movies. Yeah. I was like, this is better than The Godfather Part 2. <laughs> like, this is. But now I remember saying that to adults and adults were like, what? Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? And I was like, you don't understand. When the humpback guy gets the magician's hat. <laughs> <laughs> he walks into that tent. And there's the guy with knife hands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell you, I, you could not, it is, it is weird. Wild wacky, wacky stuff. Wacky stuff. I, I would not watch that movie again for... <laughs> You'd have to pay me at least a hundred dollars to get me to watch it. I think that i mentioned sure it before Someone put together an edit of it without slow motion and the movie is like forty five minutes long. Oh, 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 oh. I just remembered. <laughs> Lynn Lynn, uh clone casting over in the UK, moving back to the States next year. Oh um, really? Yeah. Um but Lynn will be at celebration. So see oh. you Perry, meet up with Lynn. Um What I was going to say is Lynn messaged me because I, you know, I send out the TikToks to a bunch of people and I have been, I went through a kick of those, that weird, that account that reviews the Christian movies. Yeah. Lynn is like, I need you guys to review. (laughs) Like, she's like, I know it's not Star Wars, but what would it take to get you guys to review one of these movies? And I was like, I'll do it. I'll do it. Yes. Yeah. We need to watch one of those fucking terrible so i'll sign up for maybe we'll do it on pizza night yeah i'll sign up what whatever that christian streaming services i'll do a seven-day free trial i'm not giving them a fucking dive by the way have you seen these jesus commercials no okay so during the football games now they're like it's like a commercial where it's like showing like families arguing with each other and it's it's meant to be shot like real footage it looks like cell phone footage it's not real but it's the whole thing is it's like families arguing at the holidays and like and they're like, no, then people don't come around anymore. This and that after all these arguments and 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 the whole the crux of it is like Jesus had had disagreements with his friends, but he didn't disown them or something. And so basically it's like this campaign of like I forget what it's called. He gets us. It's called he gets us dot com. And it, so it's like it must be some right wing thing where they're paying like. All this advertising dollars just to get like younger, like millennials and Gen Z people to talk to their racist uncle again. No, like, that's it's not, what it is. No, that's not what if that's, they're saying. Go like your uncle's posts. No, that's not what the that commercial is not for younger audiences. That that commercial is for the older people that already love Jesus. That's who it's for. That's, no no it is like that no that the that commercial is not to draw new people in that commercial is to drive people who are already in deeper into where they are at okay i'm gonna look up who's paying for those <laughs> he gets us campaign right there i've typed in he gets us and first thing he gets us campaign okay so he gets us okay about i want to see what's about okay um hashtag activist did jesus face criticism hashtag hope (laughs) hashtag real life it's all young people in here dude i know but the target of that ad is the older folks because the younger people are the antagonists in that commercial and the older doesn't define old people it has young people arguing with each other too That is the that's the whole point of it is it's trying to make old people feel good. It's trying to make people who believe in Jesus feel like they are right. This is from October 19th. A Christian group is spending one hundred million dollars on a new campaign to promote Jesus Christ and the values they believe he held. That is not that. I'm telling you that ad is not to draw new people in that is to solidify people who are already in. You want to bet? Yes. 20 bucks. Yeah. All right. I just the He Gets Us campaign has already started appearing online and will take over billboards and airwaves across the nation with the goal of presenting Jesus in a new light to millennials and Gen Z. No, that's according to Christianity Today. No. Right, they you, can, keep, you keep your $20. They he's backing out on the back. They that statement bat. out, but that, that is not the goal of this campaign. Dude, they literally have a billboard in Times Square that said Jesus let his hair down, too. Yeah. And it's got, like, a guy giving a girl a piggyback no, ride. No, that is not direct. No one is. St- why would they advertise in Times Square to fucking boomers? Nobody is beat so they can get on Fox News. That is exactly why they would advertise in Times Square. Nah, chibata. No, nobody is stupid enough to be like, if we put <laughs> this in there millennials will think jesus is cool nobody is that stupid nobody is the campaign is funded by the servant christian foundation a a non-profit backed by a kansas-based christian donor advised fund called the signatory yes let's okay, we're all about of religious marketing is geared towards solidifying their base and i making people i want that's already in Feel superior and better than everybody else. I want to believe that it's them trying to get you to like your racist uncle's posts no, on Facebook. It, that is not what it is, because yeah. that would never work. They think it would. No, they don't. They're yes, they smarter do. than that. Anyways, um, who cares? It's a wild commercial though. <laughs> it's, it's just it's like not. it's like this is this is not yeah yeah. Hundred million dollars, a hundred million dollars. Go buy coats for people. Like, seriously, go buy some fucking coats for people that need coats. There are people that need insulin, so. Yeah! Do something more than buy a bunch of fucking ads during NFL games. That is such a waste of money. Jesus would have bought coats. Yeah. I'm telling you, Jesus would have kept people warm for the winter. I'm just saying. Not Republican Jesus. Dude, Republican Jesus is a fucking trip. <laughs> He eats Papa John's, but not for the pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Republican juice. Um, okay. So we see the Phantom drop out of hyperspace, and we find out where they're going. They're going to Lothal. We're back. <laughs> I wrote down the wheat, the conch, the memories. <laughs> <laughs> they land at... So we're going to Lothal Jedi Temple. We've been there once. We're going there again. Now, you'll remember the Lothal Jedi Temple from a previous episode. Uh, and they had two corpses that died meditating in there. <laughs> and I was really hoping we get to speak again, again but we're not gonna. Um I did write down, is there snow in that wheat? Like I don't it know. looked like there was a very there's a dusting of snow in the wheat. Is it winter in Lothal? It could be winter or it could be ash. How long, how many days do you think a year is on Lothal? That's tough. Yeah. Cause they base years off of Coruscant, right? I would assume. I think that. But what... I mean, they're all in different star systems, though. I so Lethal has a different sun, so that is weird. I wonder how that works. I. Think... It must be based off of it. That does seem like an inner rim type elitist thing. No, you know? I think I read that somewhere where like they base all of time off of Coruscant's like cycle around the sun. Yeah. Like when, but if you were raised on like Lothal, and then you go to Coruscant. It'd be wild if you like counted your age in lethal years, you yes. know. Yeah, and, like, yeah, yeah. It's like the weird leap year folks are like. I'm 12 years old. It's, like, <laughs> dude, right. you're 74. Like, yes. what do you? <laughs> well, and we all like once yeah. we discovered like how that works. Like, I remember yeah. being in like fourth grade and being like, "Oh my god, if I if I lived on Mercury, I'd be 48." Right yeah. Now. <laughs> I just I do love that. Like that is a trope that will never die. The person that was born, <laughs> you know, I, on, on like, February, February 29th, 29th, is always like. It's my 8th birthday. It's like <laughs> I fucking hate you. <laughs> but that will that joke ever go away? It's also like the same thing that happens with uh uh like time zones. Like typically time zones like you space them out in a yeah. country, like Russia I think has nine time zones or something like that. It's a big country. The the weirdest one is China. Do you know how many how many time zones China has? One. One. It's all based off of Beijing time. So the people in West China are like, "Well, this makes no sense," but they have to abide by it. <laughs> Must abide. It's fucking crazy. Did you see how Elon Musk started a Twitter poll to see if he should step down as CEO? Yeah, and he will abide by the results. Yeah, but then when he lost, like fifty-seven to forty-three, bots, yeah. bots all over the place. The bots, and also like, dude, the reply guys he's getting are hilarious. Yeah, but he's but, getting like QAnon reply but guys. But the whole, but the strategy behind that is like the board is fucking pissed. Like the board is forcing him to step down. They're saying you need to step down. You're driving the stock price into the fucking basement. Yeah. You have to step down. So he is incapable because of his ego of just being like, I need to step down. So he needs to make some yeah. rod to be like, no, the people have spoken. I shall step yeah. down. Whole, like That's what this yeah. whole fucking thing is. I mean, the hilarious thing I came back to is when like the day I came back to Twitter was the day. He, they announced I mean he announced it but it was Twitter safety official comp that announced like you can't link to Facebook anymore you can't link to this and that and it's Any like competitor yes will be, you will be banned if you're linking to a competitor yeah and then like and his that included, mom that included like link tree and other stuff too. yeah like just the most ridiculous shit and it's like his mom now I wanted to run this by you because I want to see what this reminds you of so Elon Musk's mom tweets out like this is actually a really brilliant idea because if I was giving a speech and I mentioned their competitive company, they would never hire me again. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God, you're an idiot. But um, what does that remind you of? A mom coming to the son's defense. Does that re- that reminds me of uh, when you were late to Old Country Buffet and my mom and your called mom called me called, in called, called in and was like, Tom is running late and he'll be there soon. But he overslept. Yeah, and he didn't. He his alarm didn't wake him up. And then your mom went and told you, and she was like, I, I called the Old Country Buffet, I let them know. And you were like, what did you do that for? <laughs> and then the entire day, Jim gave you shit about that. Yeah. <laughs> Good old Jim. Yeah. Um. Anyways, the tweet when I saw that, though, I just thought of my mom, like, calling Old Country Buffet, like, yeah, Tom's sick or something. Like that. It was oh, yeah. really funny, because it was me and Jim at, like, I don't know, six 15 in the morning. And Jim's like, where the fuck is Tom? And I was like, I don't know. Yeah. And then it got to be like six 30. And I was like, do you know where Tom is? I have no I fucking idea. I think that idea. was post, uh, boss Tom calling the pizzas I made shit. said these, these pizzas look like shit. I think that was post that. And I think I was like one foot out the door. That's that one point. of my, one of the greatest moments of my life. So just, many of the greatest moments of my life revolve around old country buffet. That was one of them is when Tom, when our manager Tom went up to you after you spent a half an hour prepping pizzas. and was like, Tom, these pizzas look like shit. It walked away. And then you went into the walk in cooler and like screamed for 15 minutes. <laughs> that was one of the greatest moments of my life. One of the other greatest moments of my life is when I had checked out and I was done with the Old Country Buffet. I had another job lined up and I was completely checked out and I just started stealing shit. I took an entire filet of salmon (laughs) and it was in like February in the Twin Cities, so it was like negative degrees outside. I grabbed an entire filet of salmon from the prep cooler, walked out the emergency door because I knew the alarm was off, walked out the emergency door, popped my trunk, threw the filet in my trunk and shut it (laughs) and then walked back. (laughs) (laughs) oh my god dude that fucking place they when they put me on the fryer side and i was doing fryer side cooking i was like finally i've made it i still have a scar from where i burned myself dumping out grease um no but dude they got mad at me because i must have you know the the fried shrimp I must have ate like half a pan Yeah, in every shift. Of like, course. I would literally just cook the shrimp for myself. <laughs> I'd have one for the customers and then one in a tin just for me to just eat. Eh? <laughs> that job sucked. <laughs> 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 that job sucked ass. Anyways, where were we? Yes, yes the wheat, the conch, the memories, the Lethal Temple. So we arrive at the Lethal Temple. And um, for some reason, like I, this line was the one line where I was like, God it's just a dumb line in an otherwise great episode. Ezra's like, "You just got to stand here, Ahsoka, and reach out with the force and it'll let you in." Yeah. And she's like, "Well, I'm not a Jedi anymore." It's like they just had to throw that in there to be like, "I'm not a Jedi." <laughs> like, and it doesn't make any sense cuz the inquisitors show up there later and start opening the goddamn thing anyways. But Well, that's yeah. the point. Is Ahsoka is humble enough to admit like, "I, I know. Am, I am not a Jedi anymore." She respects the temple. Yes. But like the line just felt like forced. Well, they Ezra's to, line felt forced. Like we have to. They have to let in. people know. There know. are people that watch Rebels for the. It's the first Star Wars they probably never seen watched. Right. I know. I'm being nitpicky. I get it. I understand. When you get you an get episode at. this good though, and we're only halfway through the show, I have to be nitpicky. Yes, because I can't I get about my highest rankings yet. So I have to look for things. Yeah. Um. So. So he's like, I can't do this. I'm no longer a Jedi. Uh, so Ezra and Kanan are going to use it. Um, and so they reach out with the Force. And they trigger the classic conch spin. Now, conch spin, very cool. Um, now, as they're reaching out, Ezra kind of stops because he's like, okay, the door's there. But it keeps going. Conch continues to spin. So those corpses that are died meditating, we're not going to get to see them this time. Nope. It reveals a secret door. This is like, it is like a level in Zelda Where you go back to a temple that you had been to before. Yeah. But you do something, you play a different song in, like, a higher level. Yeah. You played Song of Storms the first time, and then you played, uh, you know... The the Temple of Time theme or whatever.
3: Yeah.
0: (laughs) 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 I used to go into that temple and just listen to that on repeat there is a guy that i work with he's a new like a new team member of mine yeah who's a little odd but i love the guy does he have an ocarina he does not have an ocarina but he seems odd enough where i was like what's your deal like what do you like to do and he was like well uh i did i i, I did uh i ordered a hurdy-gurdy uh the other the other uh, a few months back, and it's taken a while to get to me, but I'm gonna get a hurdy gurdy, and a hurdy gurdy is a musical instrument. That's what the the Song of Storms is played on. Ah, okay. so I got fucking elated, and I was like, "Are you gonna play the Song of Storms? Are you gonna?" And he like he was like he was so taken aback that anybody knew what the fuck he was talking about. I'm a big Temple of Time guy. Oh yeah. I was actually really... The one disappointment in Breath of the Wild for me was when I got to the... Like, it's right away. You go to the Temple of Time. Like, the ruins of it. Yeah. It didn't have the music. No. I wanted to walk in there and also... <laughs> you know, I love that fucking song. Um, Anyways. So, yeah. Conscience further and it reveals a new secret door. And Ezra's like, did, hey. I did. What? At this moment, as they, like, reveal the new door and they walk into the temple... I have written in my notes: you really have to play Fallen Order. Yeah, so I'm happy that that has taken place between this. Yeah, I mean it's not. There's no like direct line to Fallen Order. There's not like it's not like a line in the show that's just like. No, but, but it's like it's, it's just similar. The themes. vibes, the vibes are just so similar. So yeah, so it reveals this new secret door. So.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Glad I had this handy. You got secret door. Okay. Um, so yeah, this conspence furnace got this new secret door. Chopper is going to be hanging out at the phantom, but Ahsoka Ezra and Kanan are all going into the new secret door. So, uh, they walk in the door shuts behind him and this is just this, like small temple room. It's kind of cool. It's got some markings on the wall and stuff. It's very unique looking. Um, there's no corpses meditating there though. Unfortunately, I miss those guys. How do you think they're doing? Pretty good. They're good. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, They're talking, and they're like, yeah, we we actually communed with Master Yoda last time we were here. And she's like, well, how did you get there? He's like, well, we started by meditating. And she's like, well, that sounds like a good place to start. So they all, three of them, start meditating on the floor here. And we hear the Force theme. Very beautiful. Always great to hear the Force theme. Um, And as Kanan's meditating, all of a sudden a door opens for him in the wall. Like He's just like, oh, I see a door. And they're like, what are you talking about? There's no door. So Kanan's like, well, this must be my path to take. Kanan walks up to the door and walks in and just disappears. And Ezra's like, where the hell did he go? He just disappeared. And Ahsoka's like, as you know, these places can be a little mysterious. Um, so when he goes into the door, though, I he walks if in. if we the- got a reality shot and they're all just on their sides with their tongues out. Yeah. <laughs> just having seizures. Hallucinating. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> this beautiful episode yes. where are all getting a personalized I would love a five-second <laughs> cut. How funny would that be? A five-second cut of just them having massive seizures on the floor of this temple. <laughs> the, Inquis- <laughs> the Inquisitors walk in and are like, what the hell? And yeah. then they all just flop and yeah. do the same thing. <laughs> 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 That would actually, I think, <laughs> that would hit really hard. <laughs> okay, I need to figure out how to animate like <laughs> 3D animation just so we can insert that that's directly the into this episode. That's going to force you to learn yeah. 3D, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and blah. that would be the sound. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> um, yeah, so, Kanan walks into the door, and when he walks in, he's uh, in a dojo it's a dojo he's like and there's like a bunch of lightsabers on the wall you know it's like a hatari hanzo dojo it's very it's reminiscent of the matrix when neil and yes. and morpheus yeah. like face off for the first yep. time and but sitting there greeting him is a sentinel now sentinels were the guards at the jedi temple and it said that sentinels were extremely proficient in lightsaber combat they knew um, every form yeah they're, they're pros. Um, and so our next clip is going to be the temple guard greeting Kanan.
2: I wondered when you would return. A temple guard?
0: I've come for knowledge. Cut I need
1: to know to how him. to defeat Whoa. Vader and his inquisitors. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's got
1: to
2: try like to fight. And you will fail. The rebellion will be destroyed. You will die, and your apprentice will become a servant of evil. What are you talking about? The dark side, it pulls at him. It calls to him. Eventually, he will be consumed by it. Stand aside. The boy must be eliminated before he embraces the darkness. I won't let that happen.
0: Maybe that's how Dark Maul got his name. It's not like mauling something. It's actually from a grand maul seizure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he went into a temple and just yeah. had one. Sidious is like teaching him Sith meditations, and he has like the biggest seizure Sidious has ever seen. He's like, wow, this guy is this a fucking guy's pro. I gotta put I I gotta put a belt <laughs> in his mouth. <laughs> Sidious names him because of that. Oh man. I'm sorry, but that'd be hilarious. I am very happy. I planted that seed. Yeah, <laughs> that's that that seed may end up rivaling like <laughs> Aquilash Bull. Yeah, yeah Aqualush Bull. <laughs> From now on, whenever I see like a force hallucination of some kind, I'm just gonna see that particular character sprawled on a <laughs> It happens on the ghost, and you see Harry like get the pillows. What's what wrong with you people? <laughs> oh man wild um yeah so but right away like if you're a star wars savant you you know what's happening here those this lightsab- is like this is a test for canon. those lightsabers on the wall too i they are modeled after ones we've seen before like yeah. i know that kiati Moody's is on that wall i know that kid fistos is yeah. on that wall luminara's is there yeah like all of them are up there yeah and i know filoni's kind of right now is kind of a polarizing figure um in the Star Wars fandom. He is? Yeah, just because like uh they released like the writers for the season 3 of the Mandalorian and like it's there's not much diversity there. Oh, it's, it's, so, okay. yeah. So, but I love Filoni personally. Yeah. And one of the reasons I love Filoni is because he deeply cares about Star Wars. And he... And things t- like that, though. You see something on the... Like, just a little lightsaber, and it's like, oh, that's actually Luminar's lightsaber. He that, has you know, taken like, time to understand the lore, and he respects it. Yeah. It's fucking cool. Like, I, I can... I really do like that the guy who's basically running shit there gives yeah. a shit about little things like this within the Star Wars universe, so... um, Yeah, so... Kanan and the Temple Guard engage in a lightsaber battle. We get some good fighting there, um, but it, it's pretty clear that this is, like, a, a test for Kanan. Like, can he let go of his fear of not being able to protect Ezra? And right away, did you recognize the voice right away? I knew who it was immediately. Yeah. Um, just because I knew he was a sentinel before. Right. And so I was like, okay, this is interesting. I didn't know that we would see Mask Off, though. I just was kind of like, I think that might be implying that's who it right. is. And it actually is kind of heartwarming to me that, you know, I, I don't think the Inquisitor, the Grand Inquisitor, knew anything about force manifestations after death like, like right. Qui-Gon did. So I did watch the like the extra episodes or whatever, the, the web series they did accompanying each episode. Mm-hmm. And uh, there is something that they talk about with this scene where they talk about, like, Yoda is the one pulling the strings in this temple. Sure. So, like, it's Yoda's voice that's speaking through the Grand Inquisitor. Okay. So it's Yoda that is trying to get Kanan to do this.
2: In so order in every to in actually... Now,
0: when they all go into their... Whoa, hospital, whoa, whoa. They all have their own moments here. So right. it's Yoda every single time. Yes. Okay, that's cool. That's what, like, this was saying. Okay. Um, yeah, so, Canaan and the Temple Guard, who turns out to be the Grand Inquisitor, have a lightsaber battle. Uh, we quick cut to the uh, exterior of the uh, conch, and we see Chopper picking up something on Raider, and he just hops in the Phantom and takes off. He uses his butt jet. Yeah, he does. So, Chopper's getting the fuck out of there, and we see two Inquisitor TIE fighters arrive, the cool ones with the foldy wings. Um, God... Um, Th- those ties, they are inconsistent with their modeling, aren't yeah. they? They're all over the place. They're n- Although, they're, I nuts. do believe there is a retired Lego set that has the Inquisitor. Yes, you're right. And this episode made me want it badly. Yeah. It's an expensive set because it's got the Grand Inquisitor as a minifig. My brother, my brother Aaron, who just had the baby, I remember before I watched Rebels, he got that set, and I was like... Why do you want that set? That set's stupid. Yeah. And then after I watched Rebels, it's like, I wonder if he's done with that set because I want it. Yeah, I could get it flying over Tatooine. Yeah, oh, that's on the radar. I did find it weird that the wings fold and the tie lowers, but they still exit out of the pop top. Yeah, like there's no like, yeah, surface level exit that comes out. Yeah, it's I don't, I like it, but yeah, it's just, the the tie fighters throughout Star Wars. There are some inconsistencies on these things and there's so many different variations of them um i feel like I, I there was one or two times i saw that like the wing stayed stationary but there was like almost like an elevator that like came in and out of the cockpit that seemed pretty cool those are cool i like the elevator yeah i like the ramps i like a good ramp i think bale organa's like tantive like showed up a couple of places in clone wars and they had like God, that's an another elevator that came down that's another set i need yeah that's a beauty all of those engines oh. <laughs> i love a corvette yeah and not the chevys <laughs> oh give me a corellian corvette um yeah okay so um chopper takes off tie fighters show up and Uh, the Phantom's no longer there, so Fifth Brother being the dumbass is like, they fled, you you gave away our position, or some dumb shit like that. And she's like, they haven't fled, idiot. And a new little rascal pops up. She's got these things growing on trees. Yeah. And she sends little rascal to investigate the conch. And these little rascals are the handiest motherfuckers, because he, within a minute, has like a detailed layout of the entire conch. They're the most useful droid. I want one. I know. I'd make him do good things, though be cool <laughs> i would have him start a hundred million dollar ad campaign talking about how you should speak to your racist uncle you fight for equality <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so get some map read out and she's like oh it's actually a jedi temple interesting so secrets out on this conch um so uh our next clip though is going to be ahsoka and ezra now they're still back in the main room um Kanan's on the floor seizing. Um, But they're in the main room here, and they're going to be discussing Master Yoda. Um, And then Ezra's going to meet somebody, a new friend. Um, So that is going to be our next clip. So let's take a listen. You knew Master Yoda?
2: Yes. He taught almost all of the younglings in the temple at one point or another.
1: Kanan described him to me. Small, green, and and wrinkly with pointy years, but he didn't know what he was really like
2: i'm not sure anyone did he was wise kind but when i was young he seemed happier as the clone war dragged on he carried a great burden a deep sorrow as if he knew before anyone else that one time was ending and another beginning
0: this show fucking rocks isn't it amazing it's so good Ezra disappears, oh. and he wakes up. Oh, I know this place. Room. Special duties. Hmm? There he is.
1: It's Yoda. Master Yoda? You're here. Or here you are. Hmm? Oh, oh, oh. Last time I couldn't see you. Ah,
0: growing your abilities are. And with them, danger. Okay. How fucking great is that line? It is great. Um... How it All explains this Yoda just being like stressed out, not as happy. Yeah, and it was great leading into this, and we're gonna get to a little bit later clip here. It's some of the best shit I've ever heard from Yoda. Yeah, it's really good stuff. Yep. Um. Let's quick. Let's get it out of the way. Um. I already made it the episode art. It's uh. I took the Mona Lisa out, <laughs> and I put <laughs> I put Rebels Yoda in. You can tell it's Yoda, but of he kind of looks like I don't know Ed Asner. It's yeah. Rebels has its own weird, unique. I like the animation, animation style. I like the animation in Rebels. There's just certain characters they have become so accustomed to, and when you see them in the Rebels animation style, it's kind of jarring. Yeah, and I think this is the a one example of it thus far. Yep. You know, it's just kind of like, and it, like it, like with Lando, we're so used to seeing Billy D. And it translates very well in Rebels. Like, it's like, okay, yeah, you know. Well, we saw it earlier in this episode, too, with Anakin, where Anakin just looked weird. But you could... I know I could tell, but yes. Yes, and it's a lot more close to what you would expect. With Yoda, it's like... It's a curveball. Yeah, eh, yeah. It, it just, it's different. We'll just say it that way. He he looks like a, his ears are a little smaller, his forehead's a little bigger his forehead's a little bigger his eyes are a little weird um (laughs) it's like a a fifth grader drew original phantom menace yoda i do love how (laughs) yoda's image has had multiple iterations yeah empire strikes back is the first one there's of course dying Yoda where he goes cross-eyed for 3 seconds. His yeah. eyes looking one way yeah. and the other one's the other way. Well, he was having he was having his final oh! season. <laughs> yeah. Uh and then in episode 1 like George Lucas refused to do CGI on Yoda and so he was a puppet that looked shiny and weird. Well, right away they he had green eyes. Yeah. And it's like his eyes were not green in the original trilogy. And it's only like 15 years yeah it's like what 20 years like well, i remember being like in seventh grade and watching the phantom menace and being like whoa yoda yeah. that's a that's a that's <laughs> and, a like stretch. i think what he was going he was trying to make him look younger but it's like you completely changed his eye color he's 900 years old yeah this is 30 years ago yeah this was like 500 year yeah. old yoda and then like one of the things that i think attack of the clones did right is like cgi yoda looked great yeah and i they i mean after the fact, they went back and updated the Phantom yes, Menace. Yes. So, uh, I I don't know, man. Like that's another reason you got to get that physical media. The yeah, Phantom Menace, underrated movie, by the way. Fucking slaps. It might be my favorite prequel. <laughs> I really love it, dude. Fucking Liam Neeson rocks, dude. Yes, he's so he good. Um, but yeah, so Yoda's there, and he's going to have a little chat with Ezra. And um, I don't know if you noticed, voiced by Frank Oz. Frank Oz is doing the voice for real. I thought it was going to be like Tom Kane. No, it is. It's Frank Oz in this episode. That's cool. Yep. All right. Cool. Good nugget there. Um, We get to Kanan. He's still fighting with the Sentinel. Um, The guard is kind of challenging Kanan. Like, I thought you'd know more about this by now. Um, And we're going to find out why he's challenging him soon. Um, The guard knocks him back with a force, and Kanan grabs another saber off the wall and starts duel-wielding. And I found it interesting that the other saber he grabs is a red one, and I think that's symbolic um, because they are tempting. Yoda is putting him through a trial here, facing his fear, because as we mentioned earlier in the episode, he's like, I can't even protect you. And his great fear that we find out about is he needs to let go and understand that there may come a time where he has to let Ezra go. He can't be over his shoulder all the time. Ezra has to become his own person. Um, and so that's kind of what Kanan's struggling with here. And I found it interesting. I thought it was just symbolic that he had the red saber because it's like he's got his saber and then he's got the red saber. So it's like almost the two sides of the force in one hand. God, and the I wish other. I would have looked up like the hilt of that red saber, like who it belonged to. Yeah. Like, I wonder if anybody has like looked up. Who's that belonged to? I mean, we'll look it up quick. I'll keep talking. Um, so. Now, once he grabs that second saber and starts dual wielding, though, two more sentinel guards show up. Um, and the, who uh, inc- we find out to be the Grand Inquisitor, the head sentinel guard says, You'll never be strong enough to protect your pupil, and you will perish for your failure. So, this is the dark side tempting Kanan here with his fear. Um, so, our next clip, we're going back to Ahsoka. She's sitting there, and she's just looking around like these two guys are going nuts on the floor here. <laughs> and uh this is going to be kind of like ahsoka's force vision within the temple and it's just more of her just meditating but i think it's a good clip and we'll take a listen i always gaslighting from the beyond. Yeah.
1: Where were you when I needed you? Such an
0: Anakin. I made a
2: choice. I couldn't stay.
0: You were selfish. No! I don't think this is Yoda. I think this is Anakin. <laughs> you abandoned me. You failed me.
1: Do you know what I've become?
0: I mean, come on. How good is this show? This is up there with, like, the best episodes of the Clone Wars, man. This is some good shit. Yeah. Man. Ahsoka does ignite one of her sabers and turns around, and there's nothing there. So, as we find out here, Ah Ahsoka doesn't know that he is Vader. But we know that Vader touched her mind and knows that she's alive. And she was jolted by it. There is something that, like, has been... Kind of hinted at like Ahsoka. Kind of like she, she kind of she knows, knows, but, she but she's denial. Like, she is putting it off. Like she is like she doesn't want to face it. She has. I feel like like we've all been in that position where we like know something, but you intuition. Like, oh, I'm not yeah. gonna think about it right Like you're right in a now. relationship and you just don't feel right, and the intuition right. is off, and you know something's not right, but you just don't want you're not ready to face the truth yet. so you keep rationalizing it and avoiding thinking about it and dealing with it and that's kind of where she's at yeah i think she knows she knew that instant but she's buried it so deep that it's her one great fear and so like and part of it too is she does feel responsible for it yeah because she She, is the one that walked away and she (laughs) feels like if she would have been there, maybe things could have ended up differently. Yeah. They wouldn't have. No, but she does. Like we all go yeah. through that same thing too, where it's like, oh, if I had been there, maybe things would have been different. Yeah. If if the Indianapolis Colts maybe ran the ball one or two more times instead of trying to throw passes when they're up by thirty three points, they may not have blown that fucking lead. I still haven't talked to you about that game enough. I I don't, dude. What was what was your experience? Because I texted you like during the, the second quarter. I think the best way to look at my experience was I had a Viking stocking cap on <laughs> and I got so animated at one of the plays, right, that I threw it and for two days I couldn't find the thing. And then. Uh, yesterday I found it wedged up in a windowsill on the other side of the room and I was like, Oh, there it is. I thought it just disappeared. I sent you a text I think during the second quarter, and I, I the text literally was, Is this the worst game of football you've ever watched? And I forget your response, but your your response was something like, Yeah, I can't I'm I can't get invested in this anymore. I was I was not well. <laughs> At halftime, at halftime, I walked the dog and I put it on the radio at that point. I was like, I'll listen to it in the background, but I'm not gonna sit and watch this. But just in the back of my mind, I was like, I feel like they're gonna come out and play a lot it better. Was rid- that first half was ridiculous. I mean, for this team though, the way they've played this year, it just tracks. Like a 33 point comeback to win the division, that tracks. <laughs> It's just like the most improbable thing. And they just keep winning. Yeah. Um, let's see what I said. I'm going to scroll back. <laughs> I was not well. I was I was really not doing that good. And I was like, this sucks, man. Oh, God. I was so fucking pissed. <laughs> well, that's Thursday. we got to find it here. Okay. Saturday at 1251 p.m. Game started at noon. You wrote twenty zero question mark, and I said, This is the worst team in the NFL. <laughs> and I'm not talking about the Colts. Magic is gone. I need to stop caring and quit. <laughs> and you said, What the H happened? I said, lost. That was a little bit after like when yeah. the score increased. Yeah. I said lost their rabbits foot? Maybe they lost all their rabbits' feet and the factory burned down the factory was built on a cemetery <laughs> and then you said is this the worst game you have ever seen and i said pretty much <laughs> that's at 1 21 p.m now two hours later at three twenty-four p.m you said what the f is happening <laughs> and i said this would be the biggest comeback in the history of the nfl and then in all caps let's fucking go <laughs> and you said never a dull moment so yeah uh it, it was, was a, a roller coaster of emotion for me. It was a hell of a game. <laughs> it was. It was a fucking fun game, man. I don't know. Shit like this, like I I think they're probably the 3rd or 4th best team in the NFC. They're going to probably get the number 2 seed most likely. I'm guessing they'll get out of the first round just being a better team. But It's the kind of thing where even though I think whoever they play, if they get out of the first round, whoever they play in the next game, they're probably going to be underdogs, even if it's at home. But I'm just kind of like, there's something about it where it's like, all this shit is so weird that I'm almost like, Maybe this is just their year. It's crazy. Maybe they just win it all. They're so inconsistent, but they're so unstable. Yeah, so like it's like one way or the other. The starts there's... and stops on the offense are insane. There's no rhyme but or like, reason to it. Once they scored that first touchdown in the second half. Oh, yeah. It would. They move the ball at will. Like, they were just running up and down on them, throwing all over the place, and they continued to shoot themselves in got, the foot. They got denied two touchdowns. Yes, yes. But, like, the offense, there was that, that long interception that Cousins threw, and the guy just stopped running his route. Yeah. Like, we continued to shoot ourselves in the foot. We had a legitimate touchdown call back on defense, and it's just like, they could have won this game by 30 points. <laughs> they, they, if they hadn't continued to shoot themselves in the foot... <laughs> It never even would have gone to overtime. They would have won by two <laughs> touchdowns. They were just murdering them. Like, yeah. if they play like that, I mean, I know it's the Colts, but you come back from 33, that's nothing to scoff at. If they play like that, if the offense shows up like that for a full game, they're going to destroy teams. I'm just, all right, let's move on. We, we, we really have to talk on the phone more. Um, <laughs> so we get to Yoda and Ezra chatting, and it's going to be our next clip. It's right after the Ahsoka scene.
1: Master Yoda, you're powerful. It sounds like he's about to reach you. Read you a must know a report. way to destroy Vader Master and his Inquisitors. <laughs> Padawan. Thousands of Jedi once
3: there <laughs> Then came <Jedi.
1: laughs> war. In our arrogance, join the conflict swiftly we did. Fear, anger, hate. Consumed by the dark side, the Jedi were. Was it wrong for the Jedi to fight? Is it wrong for me to protect my friends? Wrong. Hm. A long time thought I did. Consumed by fear I was. Though see it, I did not. You were afraid?
3: Yes, afraid.
1: Oh, surprised, are you? A challenge lifelong it is not to bend fear into anger. What's happening? Found.
0: The, the temple I being literally, shaking. I literally just figured out who Yoda reminds me of. Who? <laughs> he reminds me. I'm going to make a side-by-side. You're going to lose your mind. Yoda's animation looks exactly like Mr. Wilhelm from Seinfeld. George's boss. Yes! <laughs> At the Yankees. Yes! It looks exactly the same. <laughs> what is the cult he joins? The sunshine cleaners? <laughs> yeah. These carpets are dirty, and I clean... Most them. of the earth is carpeted. <laughs> I clean the carpets. I clean the earth. <laughs> oh, man. Like, I don't... Yoda can simultaneously just... Every now and then, he'll make me just crack up when I just hear him say, Jedi. You know, I and love what he's goofy. Yeah. Goofy Yoda is the best. At the same time, like, you're learning a lot about Yoda and his mindset going in... Yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he looks a lot like him. yeah, Yeah. Um, but he... You're learning a lot about Yoda's mindset heading into Order sixty six. I also and like, just how he realized the order was going to a dark place, but he was so stricken by fear that he couldn't stop. I also it. appreciate the fact that like we've all been in that position where we've been heads down in something a, a very stressful situation. And it isn't until we come out of the other on the other end of it where we realize, like, oh, I was completely wrong about all of it. And like, yeah. we saw that in the lost episodes, where Yoda and R two go on their little journey and talk to the Wills, and then they go to talk to Darth Bane. Yeah. And like Yoda has his eyes opened at the age of what nine hundred or eight hundred and fifty yeah. or whatever, and he realizes like. I've been approaching this entire thing wrong, like we see in that moment of the Clone Wars Yoda admits he is wrong. there's another way that he has not anticipated and a brand new study opens up, and I feel like this Yoda represents post that journey, yeah, and the the Yoda leading up to that was serious and very stalwart and like did not joke at all yeah and was very like but it was after that journey with r2 the yoda that came out the other side of it is like this yeah and that's the yoda that we saw in empire strikes back and that's the yoda that we saw in uh last jedi yeah and I, I do i do appreciate the fact that he's telling ezra like yeah i was scared yeah and like you don't really think of yoda as getting scared And, like, scared is such a, like, a visceral reaction. Like, you can see it physically. You know, you can see someone tremble. You can see the look on their face. Yoda never held that face. Yoda never trembled. But he was scared. And I thought that was neat. Because, like, his exterior was always always confident. And his exterior was always, like, we have this under control. But deep down, he had that fear. And he he acknowledges that it's a fight that you have your entire life. But, and I love the fact that, like... It's great. In this episode, in the next scene, we see exactly what Yoda is getting at. Yeah. With Kanan, where Kanan basically surrenders. Yeah. And he was like, well, whatever Ezra decides, yeah. that's Ezra. I have done my best. I don't wish him to go to the dark side, but if that is his destiny, that's yeah. his destiny. And he kind of resolves himself. Yeah. like, And that is exactly what like Yoda is getting at. Yeah. It's really cool, too, because you see, like, when you compare him, this Yoda, like Yoda, he's reaching out, he's teaching the next generation of force wielders from a distance. And then you look at Empire Strikes Back when Luke comes there, and he's hesitant about training Luke. And I think that's some that he talks about. It's a lifelong fight against fear. And I think he has hesitation there because he's scared Of training Luke. Yeah, of course. He sees too much of his father in him. And he's also like, all of this stuff, too, is building to that moment, too, where Luke, the second that he knows his friends are going to die, Luke packs up his shit and he's like, I got to go. And Yoda's like, no, this is no different. Like, you, no, like. If that is their destiny, you need to leave them. Like that's it's not saying that yeah. you you don't care about them, but you, if that is what they are meant for, then that like yeah. that's what you have to be comfortable with. I like how And that's like, like it's following this exact same fucking thread. And you know who else followed that fucking thread? Qui-Gon Jinn. Not Qui-Gon Jinn, Obi-Wan fucking Kenobi. When what? when the what Duchess say. died in Obi-Wan's arms, yeah. It, he he was Pained by it but he accepted it and he looked at maul and he said you can kill me but you can never destroy me fuck yeah that is poetic the thing is like i think though i think the qui-gon tracks though because qui-gon was he was against the grain and he was the will of the force guy and that is qui-gon's the one that spoke to yoda in that journey with rt yes. that woke him up and was like yeah oh, fuck and so like Really the theme of, like, Yoda's later years, Obi-Wan, Post-Order 66, and really Qui-Gon's whole theme, it was a theme of acceptance. Like, the Force, like, there's certain things you just can't stop. And you it have is to a, accept, like, it is bad things are going to happen it in It is a surrender of control Yes, to the Force. And that was Anakin's massive fault. Yeah, He needed control. And, like, the fact that, like, I mean, I have to stop death. Yeah, like just the most inevitable thing. It's like the one guarantee and he's sitting there being like, I can't allow that to happen. And that was Anakin's great fault. And so like, I just like the fact that like they're really playing up that Yoda has accepted that certain things are going to happen and there's just simply nothing you can do about it. And that's what Qui-Gon mastered. Yep. Qui-Gon was the master. He's like the first Jedi to master that. Like, I'm not going to try to force anything. Whatever happens, happens and I'll deal with it as it comes. And, like, I don't – it also – this correlates, too, with Fallen Order, just following the story of Eno Cordova, as he sees, like, these visions, like, something bad is going to happen, and I can't stop it. But what I can do is I can try to do something to make a better future after that. I can try to lay the bricks for the next era. Like, and that's what he's trying to do, and it's just – he's accepted the fate of the Jedi – but he's not letting the fear of it consume him. He's looking past it. Yeah. That might be the deepest conversation we have ever had on this podcast. <laughs> I mean, we've had a couple. You know but... who's the exact opposite of Yoda in this moment? Kiati Mundi. Yeah. <laughs> Kiari Mundi like, no, we're right. Yeah. Everything that we stand for is correct. Yeah. Yeah, and also he just lays pipe. Look at my giant penis. Head. Yeah, <laughs> he just <laughs> when Kiati got I stressed, have a ponytail yeah. growing out of the top of it. He'd get into the ripping and the tearing. <laughs> yeah. He'd just be like, "Oh man, I'm not feeling good in the force right now. I got to go back to Megito and just have sex with seventy women and try to pass on my seed." He's like the weird billionaires that want to have a bunch of kids. Yeah, like he's Elon. like Elon Musk. Yeah. yeah, like I need to have as many kids as possible because. I, I am going to lead him. My seed is going to lead humanity into the future. Has there ever been like a really rich, like born into money kid that has never been exceptional at anything? They read Elysium and they're like, no, I, no, I like the good parts of this book. I, I'm going to go with that. It's just fucking wild to me. Like when you look at like think of all like the famous rich kids, right, that were like born to like wealth and power like the Trump kids. I mean, there is nothing going on in that head. Eric seems to be doing pretty well. Yeah, he's a lot of people are doing well when they can't even form a cogent thought. Like, he's just... Like, all this kid knows is I have a bunch of money. I never have had to worry about money. I've never had to work a day in my life. I don't have an original thought in my head. I just parrot talking points all day long. I do love that. uh, that... And, and, And what I do for fun is I hunt elephants and shit. Like, just the... Just the smoothest brains on these people. And I love that Jared and Ivanka want nothing to do with anything to do with a second term. They have, oh, they, they don't? are arm's length. They're like, nope. nope well, did you, you see the picture of Elon at the soccer game <laughs> yeah. with Jared? Jared's like... Eee. Yeah. Can you imagine just the charisma in that skybox? <laughs> <laughs> just those two, man. Just a powerhouse of charisma. You have a 50-year-old who posts like a shit poster from 2006. <laughs> and then you have Jared who somehow lost like millions and millions of dollars on just on fucking real estate in this economy <laughs> what are you doing just just fucking rocket scientists in there man oh uh, okay where were we uh yep yeah, that, that 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 okay we get to the Inquis- now the the temple's been shaking in these last few clips and the inquisitors are opening the temple and they're struggling with it because they're not supposed to be opening it but they're getting it moving the conscious turning the gears are turning Uh, we get back to Kanan fighting in the dojo um, and the temple begins to shake in there and this is a really critical scene for Kanan's character Um, and then we're going to get Ahsoka meditating and then we're also going to get the final uh, little part of the conversation between Yoda and Ezra it's going to be our next clip
2: even now the servants of the dark side come for your apprentice you cannot fight forever (sighs) you're right
1: I can't protect Ezra forever, not even from himself. All I can do is what I've done. Train him the best I could.
0: It looks like he's going to cut him down. He just gives himself up.
2: By the right of the council, by the will of the force, Kanan Jarrus, you may rise. Wait.
0: What does this mean? It means you are what I once was. A it's knight the of the Jedi Order. Takes his helmet off. I want to pause it there for a second, because uh that kind of that's the end of the scene. So uh more Fallen Order stuff. Great that that I played it because there's the scene where uh where Siri knights uh Cal, and it was I I played a lot of video games and I get invested in them. And like, I don't think I've ever been more invested in a scene in a video game than that scene. And the fact that she did it with Trilla's saber is, it, it was like, that was her fear. That was her thing. She needed to accept. And she used that lightsaber to knight Cal, because he has learned to accept the things that he cannot change. It is so fucking cool. <laughs> and it is so fucking deep. Like this is what Find that shit in Harry Potter Or you're not going to Because Harry Potter sucks Okay let's remove her. It. It's okay the temple it's is falling it. Go I will delay the enemy Yeah he's gonna delay the enemy I like seeing the Grand Inquisitor inside. Well.
2: There's still a way
0: Now this is Ahsoka It's supposed to be right after a meditation She says there's still a way
2: Yeah but
1: Master Yoda How are we supposed to win If we don't fight back Win? <laughs> win. How did I choose to win? The question is. We already chose. We're going to fight. Hmm. Find Malachor.
0: Malachor? Well, who's Malachor? Clearly a planet, Ezra.
1: <laughs> Mr. Yoda! Yoda this. Mr. Yoda!
0: gone hello Ezra's like who's malachor it's like dude that's a planet if i've ever heard one man come on kid (laughs) (laughs) Um, clearly this guy never had an xbox yeah so kanan gets knighted very cool scene a very reminiscent of uh so what you're saying is though that was actually yoda like giving the trial to kanan that's what this was saying yeah i like how he is kanan jaris now and he's not caleb doom yeah you know, yeah, of course, he's Kanan. Yeah, you know, that's cool. This is the identity that you've chosen, so yeah. live in it. This is who you are. Yeah, um, it's like Ray becoming a Skywalker. Yeah, like this is this is where she found herself. She found herself with the help of Luke, with the help right. of Leia. That's that's the thing that I I struggled to understand why anybody has an issue with it it's, it's the like dumbest thing to argue anybody about. that like no this is who i am this is this is my identity this is who i just des- i have decided this is who i want to be yeah why does anyone have any right to be like no no i don't think so you yeah. are this person and, and honestly for a very like long time. when you look at it just from a perspective of the three movies it makes sense. Yes, of course. She was she was marooned as a child on Jakku. She stayed that she she was raised on her own. The closest thing she had to any kind of like familial figure was the fucking the fucking one quarter portion GameStop motherfucker, <laughs> Simon you know? Peg. <laughs> yeah, Simon yeah. Peg, like he gives her some fucking weird shitty muffins, you yeah. know, because she brings in scraps. But like she has nothing. It's just her. It's just her. She has no one. She's never had any family. And then you go to The Last Jedi. She finds Luke. This and that. She goes into the dark side place of, you know, and she looks and she's she finds she's nobody. She's nobody. The reason she's nobody and we're talking about she has to come to a level of acceptance. She has she is not ready to accept who she really is. In her head, she has fantasized that her parents were these grand people yeah. that for whatever reason had to leave her behind. And their last names actually mean something. But in reality, they don't mean Dick. Yeah, she's just... It's an acceptance thing. It just really is. And so, like, you—you, you, what did you want to see in that scene? Did you want to see just, like, Palpatine's face? No. Like, that, that wouldn't have done her character any favors at that point. Because as far as she knew, like no, I was just I was just this person that's. Yeah. And then she finds out in the third one. And obviously, I think there were some um, creative differences between J.J. Abrams and Rian Johnson. Sure, I think there were. Absolutely, but it kind of makes sense, really, when you get down to it. And then the fact that she, she had a bond with Luke, she had a bond with Leia. Those are the closest things she's had to a family. It's the first people that have ever truly accepted her. So why the fuck wouldn't she be a Skywalker? It's it's like it's like telling a kid that was adopted, and like their family loved them, and they grew close with this family that adopted them. It's like telling that kid, like, oh, you're not an Anderson. No, you're not an Anderson. I don't Anderson. think so. You're not an Anderson. You're a Thompson. You're a Thompson. You traitor. You little cheat. The fact that anybody has an issue with that, it's the pettiest fucking thing. Yeah, I hate it. It's just like, just say you don't like the movies and move on. Yeah. You fucking idiots. Anyways, we see the Inquisitors enter the temple. Uh, the three Jedi reconvene, or three, two Jedi and a half, I guess. <laughs> they come out of their stupors? Yeah. Whoa! Whoa! Oh, wait. Did you see Yoda? Yeah. <sighs> uh, yeah, you did? not I saw the Grand Inquisitor. That guy's been dead for months. Um... They meet back up. We see the Inquisitors entering the main room. Um, and they kind of go to the center of the room. The The Jedi have already taken off. And the Sentinel guards line up around them. They come out and they just kind of line up. And the Grand Inquisitor's there. And you hear Fifth Brother go, Grand Inquisitor? Like, he's excited to see him or something. Like, Dad? You know? <laughs> but um this is this is uh the grand Inquisitor. Said, i'll give you time to escape and that's what's happening so the central guards actually come in they turn on their sabers and they come in to like attack it's cool and the inquisitors turn on their spinnies uh and they do the spinny um so they don't it's, actually clash but it's cool like it's for the proof like th- the inquisitors aren't fucking shit next to actual jedis yeah and i it, that's by design as well yes i mean because Vader could never justify this type of thing. No. Does the Emperor know about the Inquisitor program? I'm assuming. Okay. Yeah, because they're pretty high up. Yeah. Like Grand Inquisitor for sure. Like, there's no way Vader could hit all that from the Emperor. No, of course not. Yeah. And I'm assuming that the Emperor would greenlight any kind of program. Yeah, and, the, like, the whole rule of two thing, the Emperor really, like, Palpatine kind of he didn't really adhere to that completely well also because he was training maul while he was you know he was getting his success he was grooming maul but also, when he was still the apprentice also palpatine has got like he understands like okay cool if you want to train a bunch of force sensitive yeah. people cool if any of them like shine yeah awesome they can kill you and they can be my new apprentice like yeah uh, Palpatine smart enough to be like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but like Bane was like very, this is my rule. right? And I'm very by the books. But then he was like, serious, like I have Xana, that's it. And that's, once Xana supplants me, she'll have somebody. And that's, but I feel like we've had this discussion before where it was like Plagueis and Palpatine. I've, Plagueis especially, I got from like the quarter of the book that I read. Look out. I... <laughs> I got the impression that Plagueis was like, no, the dogma and all of that stuff. It's fine, yeah. But like, I don't adhere to all of that. He there's, doesn't adhere to it. There's a new interpretation of all of this, and yeah. it's taking over politically and like making sure that you're in like, trench. yeah, like if like the order like the rule of two, if Darth Bane's rule of two was a religion, it would be like Catholicism, yeah. And, like, they are, like, Martin Luther banging on the doors of the like, church. They're, like, Methodists. Yeah. <laughs> Who are, like, like, twice yeah. removed. But, no, as a, as a kid growing up, it was always funny to me. Like, I was like, uh, so, Dad, what's the difference between, like, Lutherans and Catholics? Yeah. And I like, well, they don't believe that this and this. And I'm like, but it's all Jesus, right? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, so it's all the same. Really? I mean, it's all the same. Yeah. There's just discrepancies. Right. Um, so, uh, yeah. um. So the Jedi start to escape in, like, this secret passage that they have. And there's this door. I don't even know if it's a door. It's just, like, an exit in, like, a cave. Um, And as they're running off, uh, Ezra and um, Kanan run ahead. And Ahsoka lags behind. She kind of just stops. And, like, she thinks for a second. And she turns around and looks back. And Yoda's just sitting there on a rock. And he gives her, like, a, a wave... And she gives him, like, a, a a smile and a nod. And that's it. And she runs off. It's a very cool little. Yeah, it is. It, it's a really cool thing to add in there. Um, They get outside. Chopper rolls up in the Phantom. And he's like, yeah, more Imperial forces are on their way. So they board the Phantom. They get the fuck out of there. I do love the fact that Chopper is. This is, uh, I don't know, the fifth time we've seen him, like, solo pilot the Phantom. Yeah. It's, it's always great. great it's great when an astromech rolls yeah. and just like yeah I'm gonna fly this motherfucker now very cool um, so we get to our last audio clip is gonna bring us to the end of the episode uh, there's gonna be a follow-up discussion between the three Jedi two and a half Jedi in the Phantom and then we have somebody shows up at the temple now that it's been discovered let's take a listen I saw
1: Master Yoda
0: saw him what did he say
2: he said to find Malachor Who's Did he
0: look like Mr. Wilhelm? No.
2: Malachor isn't a person, it's Not a place. To
0: go downtown, George. <laughs> Alright, so we get back to the temple, and there's just Imperial forces all over the place. There. Here we go. That music, you know what's coming.
2: master will be most pleased with this discovery lord vader the jedi are growing in their power it will be their undoing
0: that's your episode now um i like what vader says or it'll be on their their undoing because as they grow in power it is becoming easier to locate them it seems yep And that was kind of like the whole crux of the episode was like, okay, we keep trying to find like these suitable places for a rebel base to set up, but like they, the Inquisitors keep finding us like right away. And we never got the answer of like how they're going to deal with that. Well, and they, I think it was in Andor, they make a point to be like, these, these rebels are smart because they're mobile. Like and and or a big theme was like the central intelligence agency of the like empire is like the security why, Yeah, they're like that's why we are having such a problem is they're different cells all over the place and they're not centralized anywhere, so it's harder to track them. Yeah. down. ran by old Wolf Ulleran, Wolf Ulleran, whatever the fuck his name is. Um, that's our episode. So, a very good one. Uh Adam Shroud of Darkness what do we got on IMDb for this bad boy? IMDb is giving Shroud of Darkness a 9.1. Good lord, that is a high fucking score, man. That's really high. Um where are you documenting our um our ratings? Is In that it, sheet. so is it on Tom under my name here. Yeah. Is, if I scroll down I'm going to see I just got to see here like I'm looking at rebels and I'm seeing so fire across the galaxy. I gave a nine. Okay. So fire across the galaxy was my highest rating. Path of the Jedi also got a nine. Uh, I think in episodes. Your light side was callous leg. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? It's so long ago. I don't he, even remember. He, he had a broken leg and he got a splint on it. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's some good hood. Um, I think this is the best episode so far. <laughs> I I don't want to go perfect score. I'm going to go 9.5. Oh, I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, I think it's up there with, I mean, there's a lot of Clone Wars episodes that I would put on, on the same level as this, maybe some even better. But uh, this is the closest that we've gotten so far to, like, it is. I mean, not even the closest that we've gotten to. We've gotten there. This is elite Star Wars here yeah. for me. So, yeah, I'm going 9.5. I went 9. Okay. Yeah. All, uh, we are simpatico on a lot of these it's episodes. A great episode. Yeah. It's getting into the lore stuff, it's getting deeper and linking back to the Clone Wars. It, it was phenomenal. Yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah. What the fuck is BG being forklift certified? What the fuck is that? <laughs> I don't remember any of this shit. Okay, Um, so a 9 and a 9.5.
1: Always look on the light side
3: of life.
0: Okay, light side moment of the episode. Uh, I gotta go, for me, it's Kanan getting knighted. I thought that was a really cool scene, and the fact that I kind of saw something like super similar playing fallen order just recently and i thought that was a really emotional and cool scene yeah for sure just the parallels that i came across and that particular parallel really stood out to me so i'm gonna go with that uh for my light side i'm going with that spl- split second at the end where ahsoka takes a pause and looks back and yoda stuff. yoda gives yeah. her the little wave that would be my second <laughs> yeah it was so great and yeah gosh that's so great and like she and she has every reason to be fucking furious with him, too. But she she is accepted where she is. Yeah. There was a lot of circumstantial evidence there. If we're yeah. Being honest. I probably would have been like, I think she killed him. <laughs> like, I think she did it. <laughs> uh, I'm just saying she has every right to be pissed. I off. know. I agree. Um, But Ahsoka, not a Jedi. But if she was a Jedi, she'd be a damn good one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that's your light side moments. If
2: you only knew
0: the power of the dark side. All right. Dark side moment of the episode. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything that would even, like, sniff what I usually would consider a dark side on either level. There's nothing cringe. There's nothing disturbingly dark no cringe so what would be the dark side um i'm just gonna go with the lack of harris and doula we only got hair for some brief moments Sky, like rockets in flight. Yeah. Oh, is probably my favorite character so far. Yeah. I, I think... And she's hot! So, just not seeing a lot of her, I guess, is a bummer. But uh, yeah, it's tough to find much in this episode to complain about. What about you? <sighs> my dark side, I'm just going to go with that moment that we have Ahsoka reminiscing about Anakin. And Anakin's gaslighting her from the grave. Just because it's... <laughs> well, she's talking about Anakin to Ezra. It's yeah. like seeing her think about Anakin and delivering to another person yeah it's sad because of what could have been it is pretty funny to think about though like she I mean he began to fall when she was still around we saw it plenty of times we're like oh god this guy is such a piece of shit but like she only ever saw the good in him you know it seems like um so yeah I mean and even when he would like flirt with that stuff Like, there was always, like, reasoning to it. And even with Obi-Wan, like, on Voyage of Temptation, we stabbed that guy. There is nobody was going to blow up the ship. Yeah. So, like, any dark side moments that we've seen from Anakin, there was always kind of, like, a rationale to it. At least I could see them making a rationale to it from their perspective. And he always seemed to, like, recover. And, like, like Yoda said, it's a lifelong thing. Yeah. Like, you're not going to, it's not like you just master the dark side and it can't touch you. It's always there. Anyways, so okay, yeah, that's a good choice. That's a good one. I like that. Alrighty. <laughs> I don't think that my voice can do it today. Like my throat. Like I, I haven't talked as much in a while. Oh yeah. Yeah. You gotta get it up. I gotta try. Cheese. Butter. Me, me, I'm back. Me and the eating on Dennis Prager help me being canceled. Gina Carano, come on the podcast. We, we're going to have Ben Shapiro on. Gina, Gina Cronin, you want to come out with Ben Shapiro? I heard you started in a movie with him. Or he produced it? Wow, that's crazy. Gina Cronin, help me at being canceled. Dinner Prager, help me at being canceled. Okay. Dark Horse Hero of the episode. Ah. All right. Um, Dark Horse Hero of the episode. It's uh, a tough one. I'm going Grand Mall Seizure. Grand Ball Seizure. I'm sorry. I think that's going to become the that's the next clone cast <laughs> thing. <laughs> Force meditation. Every vision, it's just them on their side with their tongue out. Anytime there's any kind of like deep mystic force. So I'm going with that. I'm going with just the fact that somehow we manifested that. And now it is going to be a worm in our brains. <laughs> it is going to be the a end running gag. Yeah. Until we're done with this podcast. Adam's going to show up next week, and I'm going to have, like, eight Lego minifigs just <laughs> laying on their side. <laughs> and I'm like, look what I did. And I'll with be, painted, I'll be yeah. painted tongues on their faces. Yeah, and I will be extremely proud of it, too. And you will laugh. Okay, so that is, <laughs> I guess, that's what I'm going with. All right. Everybody's an all-star. I got I to gotta come up with some for a Dark Horse. Dark Horse hero, I'm going with. Goofy Yoda. Goofy Yoda. Goofy, goofy Yoda is always fun. It's, it's after yeah. that one trip with R2 where he took a turn. Yeah. It was a too little, too late. It but, is Goofy Yoda, but it's serious Goofy Yoda. Yeah. But when he's Goofy Yoda, he speaks with those guys. just like a sense of it, it's a little lighter than it's, it it's was a very, in the Clone Wars. He's still like this like deep thinker, but it is light. Like when, when he tells Ezra that he was afraid. Yeah. He's not. He's not seeing it in a serious Tony saying, Yeah, I was afraid. Of course, I was afraid. Yeah. You know, totally down to human. Okay, not goofy Yoda. Down to earth Yoda. Yeah, down to earth, Yoda. Yeah, because he's not like stealing shit from R two and yeah, those. like <laughs> <laughs> it's not that guy. <laughs> and eating the dirty sausage and all for setting Luke's yeah. hut on fire. Like Ooh, in, look, like a I like fucking insane Yoda. <laughs> yeah, he's the best. He's a real man's man. He's a man. Sorry, I just wanted to hear it. Still want to hear Alan after that? Alan sucks. Such a man. Okay, so those are your dark horse heroes. Of the episode. It's been a while. Let's hit. I miss. beg your pardon,
2: but what do you mean naked? My
1: parts are showing.
0: My da, 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 good hood, da, back to da, da, Who was looking at I got to tell you, my good hood, it's a little out there, but secret door of conch temple. <laughs> I mean, how about that? This conch is wild, man. That thing digs deep. Man, they got some, that thing goes really deep. They drilled that motherfucker into the ground. It's like a they? molar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that thing goes, you can fucking, I bet you it goes all the way to the other side of the planet. That thing is so deep, it's into a sinus cavity. You get in that that thing, thing you go down, you wake up in China. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, it's fun. So I'm going secret door conch. What do you got for good hood? My good hood is uh, Vision Anakin. (laughs) The dark vision when he's talking to Ahsoka. (laughs) When he's talking to Ahsoka, I don't know if you noticed, but he's wearing a shirt that has the Jedi Order logo on it. And it made me think of Anakin buying the shirt in the Jedi Order gift shop. Yeah. (laughs) I love the line from Ahsoka, like, he was there for his friends till the end. And I'm just like, oh my God, that's so... (laughs) No, it reminded me of... What was the episode of Clone Wars where the clone trooper took off his armor and he was wearing, like... A turtleneck. A shirt with the, like... Oh, with the logo logo (laughs) on it. That's what it reminded me of. He's got the... Like when you become a Jedi Knight, they give you a bunch of T-shirts. <laughs> is it like, yeah. yeah, your commissary yeah. is here. <laughs> oh man! Like, it, and he also has like this weird like half vest. Yeah, it's in. It's he's got some interesting hood on. That's a good call. All righty, the Clone Cast presents. Power
2: Stock Me.
0: a portion of the episode that replaced what we used to call All-Star of the Week. Now we just rank our three favorite characters of the episode. Uh, first place gets three points. Second place gets two. Third place gets one. At the end of this, we're going to add them all up. I'm not going to go over them all right now. We have been going long. Yeah. But Harrison in first. Ezra's in second. Conch Gal and Aqualush Bull are in third. Chopper in fourth. And Kanan in fifth. So, who is your number one All-Star Power Rank King or Queen my power Uh, rankings have a theme this episode so i'm going number one i'm going with ashley Exting. all right a little voice acting love i like it the nuance that she does with a with adult ahsoka is amazing i agree um similar to yours but i'm just going to give it to the character of ahsoka okay uh so ahsoka is my number one power rank of the episode just great a lot of cool callbacks to the clone wars and the scene with yoda in the hall in that tunnel mm. chef's kiss yeah who's your number two number two i'm going with i think i've given this to him before not for power rankings but for dark horse jason isaac all right the return of jason isaac the return okay uh we're kind of tracking just on different levels i am giving it to uh, grand inquisitor <laughs> sentinel grand inquisitor yeah. um jedi knight grand inquisitor i wonder what his do we know his real name i'm sure sh- uh, i'm sure we do not off the top of my head i think it's bobby <laughs> so we're giving it to bobby gi okay so uh bobby gi gets two um and who's your number three number three i'm going with frank oz <laughs> who made a okay. return to voice yoda this is wild because <laughs> who do you think i'm giving my third go, star yoda I'm going. I'm going. Ed Asner Yoda, the Green Man. Yeah, the Green Man, Mister Wilhelm himself. Weird looking Yoda gets a point from me. So, uh, no change up at the top. Hera Ezra and Conch Gal slash Aqualish Bull still going strong. I don't got to give out any free points to keep Conch Gal and Aqualish Bull in place this week. We're just going to leave it as is. So those are your power rankings. For the week. Or two weeks, man. It's been a while. Yeah. Yoda, Chewbacca, thank you. Saw Yoda. Okay, uh, this is where uh, in the Clone Wars days, I would predict the next episode, I'd try to predict the plot based off of the tagline from the opening of the episode. We no longer have that luxury, as Rebels does not have taglines. Therefore, I just take the episode title and I try to figure out what the fuck's going on here. So, Adam... Uh, season two, episode nineteen is the Forgotten Droid. The Forgotten Droid. Now I did see this name on Disney Plus in like the episode list, and I was like, oh okay. Um, so I had some time to think about it. Um, I, I don't know what the fuck's going to happen, but I sure hope we get some chopper kills. I think Chop is going to the Chopper Bloodlust is going to return. He needs to satiate that. He's like Dexter, like when his dark. <laughs> When when Chopper's dark passenger like sneaks up on him, he's just got to get some way. So I think he's going to find a worthy kill, probably some imperial shit, and he's just going to take it out. So I'm going with Chopper Chaos as my prediction for the next episode. Okay, good old Chopper Chaos. So uh, our next episode will be we're back on a regular schedule. That will be next Wednesday, and it will be season two, episode 19, the, the Forgotten, Forgotten Droid. Droid. Very exciting. Um, and um, with some time coming up uh, with Adam off, we might have that and/or episode for you soon. And then also, I am planning on doing something with Tressa this week for our Attack of the Clone slash Friends crossover. So adam where can the listeners reach us hey baby I please send us an email send us your santa, santa letters yeah one last chance for santa, santa letters clonecastpod at if you don't send them in that's just more of me just rambling yes. on these yeah, maybe, crazy letters so. uh instagram twitter tiktok but at clonecastpod uh, thank you for all of your support thank you for listening we love all of our clonecast so much we will see you next time for the Forgotten Dream Fish! Drill. Until then, may the uh, bisexual vampire sex club be with you. The tragedy of Chris day.